Welcome on to the fourth annual mock off season. If this is your first time listening to this, you're in for a treat. This is probably our most fun, most well-known episode. Bring in Kevin Pelton from ESPN, Dan Feldman from NBC, Danny LaRue from The Athletic, and this podcast, and Real GM, and everywhere else. Liam Doyle may make a few contributions as well, our intern. But basically what we're going to do, I'm the player agent. These gentlemen are the teams, and we're going to try and find homes for all of the free agents this year. It's really a great exercise to see where the money is, where it's going to dry up, and probably pretty quickly this year. So before we bring in the rest of the guys, though, Danny, let's just talk about the landscape here, go over where everything is in terms of the maximum contracts. The projected cap for this season, about $101 million. We won't know that exactly until July 1st, but all recent reports indicate it's going to be right in that range. And so based on that $101 million cap, and also worth noting, by the way, there's a projected 2019 cap of $108 million, So that's going to go up more than it did this year. This year only went up about $2 million. Um, we've got the 25% max for players uh, with zero to six years of experience, the 30% max for players with seven to nine years experience, and the 35% max with for players with 10 plus years experience. First of all, for those restricted free agents who will, the most they can get is a four-year deal on the open market. What would that be with the uh, 5% annual raises that you get when you're switching to another team without bird rights? So those would have a, a starting salary of 25.3 million and a maximum overall salary over four years of 108.6 yeah then, and then for comparison if they signed a full max five-year deal with their current team so you could think about like a max extension that would be five years 146.5 yeah and even over four years with their prior team they would with you getting the eight percent raises rather than the five percent that'd be 113.1 million so you get about 4.5 million extra over those first four years of the deal and then that fifth year of the deal pretty significant with the 8% raises, you're all the way up to 33.3 million in that season. What about uh, for players in the seven to nine year range of experience? That would be uh, Paul George, most obviously uh, as a potential max free agent in that range. So for those players, the maximum starting salary, 30.3 million, four year deal with a new team, 130.3, four year deal with the same team, 135.7 and five-year deal with the same team, 175.7. Yeah, and you're tacking on 39.996 million, almost exactly 40 million in the fifth year of that contract. So presumably that's something that could make a big difference to a player in that range. And then we have a surprising number actually of players eligible for the 35% max this year that might actually get it. LeBron James, Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, all eligible for that 10-plus year max. What's the story with that? So there you have a $35.4 million starting salary. So that means with a new team, $152 million. With four-year deal with the same team, 158.4. And then if they're signing for a, a five-year deal, that last option year is worth $46.7 million, and the total value is $205 million. Yeah, that is a, a crazy number. And then we'll see many more contracts this year given out pursuant to exceptions for teams already over the cap, starting with the, the 
full mid-level exception, the non-taxpayer mid-level exception. The most you can give out is a four-year contract there. It starts at $8.6 million, and then you get the 5% annual raises, giving a total over four years of $36.8 million there. What about for the taxpayer mid-level? So the taxpayer mid-level can start at three point, or sorry, five point three million, and that can only run three years. So that would be a maximum contract of three years and sixteen point seven million. The BAE is also something we haven't seen used much. The biannual exception, two-year maximum. There, that is also one that will hard cap you at six million dollars above the apron, as the full mid-level exception would do. That starts at three point three five million. Most you can offer on that is a two-year contract total of $6.9 million. And finally, while there are a few salary cap teams this year, the room exception will get some serious use. That is starting salary of $4.4 million. That can only be a two-year contract, so the total value would be two years, $9 million. So why don't we just start with Danny, KP, and Danny. You guys could just alternate through here. Tell us which teams you have and give us a little statement of your cap situation and what your goals are for this offseason. Why don't you start with Danny with the Golden State Warriors? Oh, we're going to start with the reigning defending NBA champions who are well, well over the salary cap and deep into the luxury tax. We are looking to make the best possible use of our taxpayer mid-level exception. Uh, the Chicago Bulls could have up to about $25 million in space where we plan to waive Paul Zipser and Sean Kilpatrick. And we intend to use that cap space to facilitate, facilitate trades while also looking to re-sign our restricted free agents, David Nwaba and Zach Levine. The Hawks can easily have about $22 million in space, and we are also looking for salary dumps. And we can use Dwayne Dedman and Mike Mascala as a way to send out a little more value if taking long-term money. Danny? The Philadelphia 76ers are looking to add star talent, but we'll be patient if the best players say no. We have $26 million in space plus the room mid-level for now, but we can clear more with Jared Bayless if we need to. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks have about $22 million in cap space starting out, assuming we renounce the uh, the rights to a couple of our free agents. And also we're going to be waiving Kyle Collinsworth, although we are planning to guarantee the contracts of Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi Kleba. And uh, our goal is to sign a starting center. The Cleveland Cavaliers are way above the tax, and our main goal is to keep LeBron James. Uh, failing that, we'd look to cut some salary. The Boston Celtics are trying to get Marcus Smart and Aaron Baines back on reasonable salaries, using the restricted market for Smart if we if we need to. We are also going to maximize the taxpayer mid-level and quietly listen on Kyrie Irving potentially using him or slash his money as part of a Kawhi Leonard trade, depending on how all of that goes. We have about $15 million under the tax, not counting Smart or Aaron Baines. Uh, the Denver Nuggets are the first of many teams that are hoping to reduce their tax burden this offseason <laughs> while also re-signing Nikola Jokic after declining his team option and hopefully Will Barton at a reasonable price. The Detroit Pistons are a few million under the tax. We're definitely going to stay under. And if you haven't heard, we like our current roster a lot already, so we don't need anybody else. (laughs) The Los Angeles Clippers are thrilled that the Detroit Pistons are so happy because we have so much more flexibility now. We're trying to avoid the luxury tax if DeAndre Jordan returns, but we're not going to give up assets. So we're kind of open to it either way. We're barely below the tax if DeAndre comes back. And then we have about $8 in space plus the room mid-level if DeAndre leaves. The Houston Rockets have no cap space, so we're going to attempt to convince LeBron James and Paul George to opt into their contracts so we can trade for them. Bucks here. 
We're about eight million below the tax. We want to stay under while also keeping Jabari Parker and maybe adding a center. The Brooklyn Nets are looking to move some of our veterans to get the best pick possible in 2019. We're also negotiating a buyout with Dwight Howard and trying to use our seven million remaining in space to find a player or asset that can be a part of our future. Despite a surprising reversal on Bo- Bojan Bogdanovic, as it appears now we're going to be keeping him, the Indiana Pacers have $33 million in cap room after Thaddeus Young has decided to opt out, and we've declined Lance Stevenson's team option. So we're looking to add uh, add a young starting power forward. The shade. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans are about $22 million below the tax, and they want to stay under while re-signing DeMarcus Cousins and Rajon Rondo, ideally. The Sacramento Kings are looking to make the best possible use of our cap space, either a trade or free agent signing. We have 18 million, assuming Garrett Temple opts in, 26 million if he opts out. And we are willing to take on 2019 20 salary, but it needs to be for a serious asset. Well, the Kings, they, you guys already have Costa Kufos and Marco Bellinelli and Rajon Rondo are free agents. So that certainly would be the best use of your cap space. <laughs> well, we're, we're on our way to a super team, so we just need a little bit more help. <laughs> Uh, the the LA Lakers have 59 million in cap space without the holds for our free agent, which we can free agents, which we can increase to 70 million by waving and stretching Lowell Dang. And our goal is to sign two superstar players. The Oklahoma City Thunder are going to be over the tax, whether or not we lose Paul George depends on whether he stays how high uh, we want to keep Paul George. The Orlando Magic are looking to. Acquire assets by moving veterans. We're willing to take on 2019-20 salary for a premium. We are also looking to acquire, signing, or trading for a point guard good enough to allow us to evaluate our young guys, but not so good to necessarily sabotage things depending on how this works out. We're also looking to retain Aaron Gordon at the best price that we can. And we have we can use the full tax non-taxpayer MLE, assuming Aaron Gordon comes back. We'd have about $16 million in space if he leaves. Uh, the Miami Heat are in the tax with Tyler Johnson's salary jumping up this year and an extension for Josh Richardson. Uh, nonetheless, we're going to guarantee Rodney Magruder, and we're probably pretty much sitting, sitting pat at this point. The San Antonio Spurs are about $6 million under the cap, but we're going to operate as an over-the-cap team to preserve the mid-level exception. And we want to reward players loyal to us, which is why re-signing Tony Parker and making sure he ends his career in San Antonio is our number one priority. Yeah, I, I assume you're also interested in making sure that Kawhi Leonard ends his career in San Antonio and goes to another team. Well, yeah, he's under he's a, <laughs> yeah he's under contract with us. Tony Parker's a free agent. We're not we're not worried about Kawhi. The Minnesota Timberwolves are about nine million under the tax, not counting Nemanja Bielitsa. We're looking to stay under the tax, but build the best team possible within those constraints. Whether that's using the middle level or re-signing Bielitsa, however it works. The New York Knicks are one of the few teams in the league comfortably between the uh, the salary cap. We have no cap space, but uh, between that and the tax line, so we'll be using our non-taxpayer MLE and trying to re-sign a couple of free agents. Uh, we also are guaranteeing Trey Burke and Troy Williams. And I can tell you as the player agent that all those trial balloons in the media with Ian Begley about Ennis Cantor potentially opting <laughs> out of $18 million, uh, well, yeah, I'm not actually going to. That's, that's about what we thought. The Toronto Raptors are about $7 million over the tax we'd like to get under, but don't necessarily have to. That could be uh, with unloading Norman Powell, maybe even Serge Ibaka or Jonas Valanciunas. And we'd like to get far enough under where we can comfortably have a payroll to re-sign Fred Van Vliet. The Memphis Grizzlies are 
able to use the entire non-tax pyramid level exception. We have we're about 12.12.1 million underneath the tax. We would love to re-sign Tyreek Evans, but we're just going to do whatever we can with the mid-level. And we also have a 3.3 million dollar trade exception that might end up being useful. Uh, the Phoenix Suns will have about 14 million in cash space after waiving Allen Williams and guaranteeing Shaquille Harrison, Devon Reed, and Tyler Eulis. And our goal is to sign a starting point guard. The Utah Jazz can easily get to 18 million in cap space and maybe more depending on what star free agents are interested in Utah. And if none are, uh, probably look to preserve flexibility for the future. The Charlotte Hornets are trying to stay under the tax. We are 8 million below the tax line, and that includes Travion Graham's cap hold. We would love to bring him back and add a quality backup point guard. That is our ideal plan right now. The Portland Trailblazers are deep into the luxury tax, but still may be interested in using our trade exceptions, the largest of which is almost $13 million, to uh, add some two-way talent that could be useful in the playoffs. Also looking to bring back our free agents at reasonable prices. The Washington Wizards are, are looking to be at about $8 million over the tax. We'd like to reduce that tax bill, if not get out from the tax entirely. Uh, yet at the same time, we want to add an athletic center to appease John Wall. All right. Is that everyone? That is everyone. That, that's everyone. So... Yeah, sorry, I kind of zoned out after 15 teams said they were trying to reduce their tax bill. <laughs> uh, well, so you guys have been talking a little bit before the show here, and a lot of these teams have tax issues, maybe want to open up a little more space to use the, the mid-level or open up some more cap space just in general. Before we get to July 1st, have any trades been agreed on so far? No, I think we're still waiting to auction it off here. Okay. Well, uh, I, I do have a pre-July 1 question, though. Yes. Uh, Jazz here. Uh, Thabo Cephalosha, uh, you have this $5.3 million salary for next year that would become guaranteed on July 1. Uh, we would like you to push back that guarantee date. Hmm. To when? Uh, to, I believe it's July 9th to match Epe Udo and uh, Jonas, Jureb- Jonas Jurebko. Uh, so you guys will all be on the same page. Uh, if you know, just to be open with you on your plans, because we know this would be a, a sacrifice for you. You know, we are looking to add maybe some high-level talent, and if we can't, you know, somebody like you who played very well for us, uh, we'd probably want to keep you. Like, no promises or anything, but if you don't agree, we are going to waive you. Uh, so you know, that's a good salary for you, and there is a a fairly solid chance we're not just trying to jerk you around. You know. I'm a little worried about getting left out in the cold. They're still always looking for wings who can defend, even though I had that tough injury last winter. I think plus the uh, suspension coming. Oh yes, how could I have forgotten that? <laughs> I guess I just have a lot of players here well. that, that I could kind of lose <laughs> track of a, a little bit. Uh, but that said, I think I will just decline to do that because you could always just re-sign me if things don't work out later on if you really feel that way or i might get claimed on waivers and i just don't want it july 9th is just too late i could really get stuck out in the cold there so uh you better just go ahead is there is there a compromise date or you you just want us to wait you now you know i think it's probably better to just wait me oh sounds good you're especially if you're going for big fish that could be someone who doesn't make a decision until much later and all the money could be gone by then Okay. I, I have I have two pre July first questions as well. They both relate to player options. I'm assuming we're all going to assume that Garrett Temple is going to opt into his eight million. Yeah. Yes. And then the other the other one is DeAndre. Hi DeAndre. What do you want to do? 
Hmm. That's interesting. Well, you know, the Dallas Mavericks, uh, you know, maybe we'll just, uh, I'll just call you separately, but, you know, we'll pretend that they can't hear us. Uh, Mavericks, uh, would you have any interest in signing me at at something where I could really increase the amount of guaranteed money I have off my $24 million (laughs) player option? Mavericks here. We did previously have some interest, but then you might say we changed our minds. <laughs> did you, you metaphorically, did you, you did you metaphorically put a chair in front of the door? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, we did. That's uh, a good point. And then not sign up. Uh, that is a good point. <laughs> uh, well, I think uh, since the Mavericks are really the only center-hungry team here, that's probably going to give me. And there's so much more cap space next year, and I also, I mean, unless I could get there's an offer for me out there at, you know, high teens per year for like three years. It probably makes more sense to opt in. So that is what I'm going to do as DeAndre Jordan. So does that uh, conclude our business prior to July 1st? I guess we should probably also keep in mind here, you know, I, I couldn't help but notice a, a little bit of your snark spurs in the preamble about how, you know, you're just going to re-sign Tony Parker I told you, Greg Popovich, uh, when we met in total secrecy, that no one has any idea what <laughs> happened at that meeting except us. Everyone was sworn to secrecy that I was really upset with you. I was upset with Tony Parker that you really have trashed my reputation in San Antonio. So that having to come back from that is too much. Uh, I know that I have never once talked to the media in my entire life, but I'm willing to even do that to just uh, explain exactly what it is about the Spurs that I don't like. I won't request a trade because I could get fined, but I certainly will be public about everything that is a problem, and that could really hurt the reputation of your organization. Uh, you're, I'm hearing in the media that you're just completely shutting down anybody who's calling about trades. Uh, I demand, again, that you trade me. I'm not interested in re-signing no matter what you do, no matter what extension you offer me. I don't trust you guys to get me healthy and keep me healthy anymore. The communication is totally broken down. Trade me. Well, first of all, I'm very glad to hear from you again because I've called you several times and thank you for finally answering. Uh, You know how we feel. We want to keep you. We believe in you. We help make you the player that you are and we're flexible, right? You saw how Marcus was Until I hurt my quad. Now I can't even like bend my leg anymore. First of all, don't tell anybody that because no matter what happens, it's bad for both of us if people understand that. So, shh. Okay. We, we want to keep you. Our number one priority is keeping you a spur long term. And sure, we'll listen to trades just like we always do, but we're not motivated to move you. We like having you as part of our team. And we believe that we can get on the same page over the next year, that our goals are the same and aligned, and you will see that eventually. Well, is anyone willing to offer a trade right now? And I will say this too, that I'm very clear. I will only re-sign with the LA Lakers next year. That's where I want to be. It's been reported 8 million times. Uh, I'm only willing to re-sign with the Lakers. Are there anyone, Lakers, please just offer them whatever you need to offer them. I want to get there now. I'm I'm sick of this. Then I can re-sign with you for five years next year too. Uh, This sounds eerily familiar to a free agent. Uh, with one year left on it, or, or a, a disgruntled superstar with one year left on his contract last year. But I promise I, I actually re- do want to be there instead of maybe thinking about re-signing somewhere like Oklahoma City. I would never re-sign anywhere. Clipper, <laughs> Clippers here. Why not us? 
we're we're a dynasty in the making. Our, the same offer does not apply to the other team in Los Angeles, which is equally close to Riverside, where you grew up. Uh, new phone. Who dis? <laughs> uh, Lakers here. Look, we're we're happy to work Spurs with the Spurs here. on a deal. Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know, you're only hurting yourselves Spurs here. Spurs here. Did you hear me? <laughs> well, you know, Spurs. Do you really want to get me into camp and find out that, oh, this inscrutable quad injury, uh, I, I'm going to go through camp, I'm going to look amazing, and then I'm going to suffer a slight hamstring strain, and that's going to keep me out for the entire season after I look amazing in training camp. You really want to go through that, Spurs? You want to you wanna deal with that now? Like I, I suggest that you pick up the phone. We are willing to hear out trade offers for Kawhi. Like we are willing to, you know, we, we've realized we've come to the point that we have to listen to trade offers, but I don't think you're going to do that. You know, I, I, we know how much of a competitor you are. Like, we don't feel like we have to trade you, but we are willing to listen to offers. Even from the, the Lakers? Hell no. From everybody <laughs> else on. though. This is not the kind of professionalism we are accustomed to <laughs> from the Spurs organization. Well, well, I mean, it, I, as Kawhi Leonard, I, I, I would rather I would rather be anywhere other than San Antonio. Are there any other suitors since the, the Spurs are, really are being this obstinate? Sixers here, we're conceptually interested, but the problem is, unless Kawhi shows interest in being there long term, we're not going to give up anything of real value. You know, we could give up a late first round pick. We have some young guys like Je- like Justin Anderson and and Timothy Lowe but we assume that's not enough for San Antonio to be interested because we will not pay him as an investment because we don't think he is one right now. Seriously, Spurs, Justin Anderson, this is what you're listening to? <laughs> if you, I will listen to any offer. If uh, the 76ers want to make an offer, I'll listen to it. Well, so that basically that's what we wanted to talk about with you. Is So we, we can uh, either... We don't, want, we don't want to talk. We'll listen to offers. But what we're wondering is what are you looking for? Because we can throw in young players. We can throw in young players. We have a late first-round pick. But we can do the trade with cap space. But we could also do it involving Robert Covington if you are more interested in that. I really can't understand why the Spurs would have such problems with communication with Kawhi Leonard. (laughs) (laughs) We are willing to listen to offers. If you want to make an offer, I will write it down in my list of offers. (laughs) Fine then. When what we so, but you're not willing to give any guidance in terms of what you're looking for. I explained exactly what I'm looking for. I'm looking for you to make an offer if you want to, and I will write it down. If you want to make multiple offers, I will write them down. Former, you know this ends in former you former Spurs assistant coach Brett Brown is not pleased with this obstinance. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe Lakers, you're pretty experienced at, at using back channels. Maybe you could just like you know, <laughs> set, like. They probably the Spurs like probably haven't used like their fax machine, but you know maybe there's someone in your organization who still remembers their fax or maybe you could just like fax it over and then like in a couple of days want to walk past the fax machine and see it. <laughs> so they don't have to actually like they won't be able to just like delete your email or something. Well, well I assume well, that's how Pal con- Pal's contract was signed. <laughs> <laughs> we we've made it very clear that uh we're interested in doing a deal that sends Luol Deng's contract to San Antonio. Also, the centerpiece of this deal, either the last two number two picks, either Lonzo Ball or Brandon Ingram, and all NBA or all rookie first team selection, Kyle Kuzma under contract for the next three years at a bargain rate. 
Uh, so we're you know willing to include those three players in a deal. You'd have to throw in Joffrey Laverne, and we'd have to find a third team to to acquire his salary. But we're ready to call that that deal in right now if you are. Okay, so that's sitting in the fax machine now. Congratulations. <laughs> Boston not going to make an offer if Kawhi Leonard is not interested in coming for the long term. If he's not willing to commit, the problem for us is that we have so much good salary, and we don't really have any salary filler that we cannot construct a trade for him as a rental that makes any sense for us unless Kyrie becomes so irritable that we what we have to trade him and then we could theoretically involve that in the trade either by trading Kyrie to the Spurs or not which we we think we can make it work with Kyrie we're not trying to move him so we think it's unlikely to get a deal done unless Kawhi says he wants to come in which case sure but we it sounds like he knows what he wants I mean I'd rather be there than San Antonio I just can't commit well, congratulations. If, if my sister had wheels, she'd be a wagon. That's That doesn't matter to us. <laughs> what, a, what a phrase. All right. Well, uh, on that note, uh, perhaps we should move to a quick read here and then uh, stay tuned. We're going to find out Spur- where. Spurs. Oh, wait, what? Spurs what? internally real quick. Internally, Spurs are very surprised that more teams aren't willing to even make an offer despite us being ridiculous. Even despite us being ridiculous, we are legitimately surprised that nobody wants us to even write down a single offer. Well, we think, about it, think about it this way. Kawhi Leonard, we don't know what his health situation is, and he's not willing to re-sign anywhere, and it sounds like you guys aren't really listening. You're just writing things down in some sort of ledger of lies. So we're not, we're not into it. Ledger of <laughs> lies, wow. Advantage Lakers. <laughs> All right. That, now maybe we can uh, can do a read. We'll find out where uh, <laughs> LeBron James uh, is going to go right after this. Apropos that during the mock-off season, we should have on the first-ever sponsor of the Dunked On Basketball NBA podcast. Back when it was called the Dunked On Basketball podcast. And that SeatGeek, which is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event, they save you time and they save you money. It's really that simple. SeatGeek aggregates ticket-selling sites together, so you don't have to go to a bunch of different sites anymore. The interface on their app is outstanding. And then what I like the most about it is they rank every ticket based on value. So you look for that nice, big, green, dark green if you're lucky dot in the section you want to sit in it'll release some endorphins when you see it you get used to it when you you know you're about to find a great deal now you have to worry that there might be a better set of seats a couple rows back but it's three dollars cheaper which one is a better value i obsess over that uh much as i'm obsessing over everything as the player agent but i don't have to do that anymore used to be a 20 minute process to buy a ticket now it's a 90 second process with the SeatGeek app if you have not used SeatGeek yet for some reason and you're a listener you can get 20 dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase via the cap space code never more apropos that cap space code then for this program once again the cap space code will get you twenty dollars off your first seat geek purchase and let them know of course that you came from us all right well this is lebron james agent rich paul and i think where i'd like to start is just take pitches from all the teams that are interested philly houston LA and obviously uh, my hometown Cleveland Cavaliers I'll be most interested in finding out how you plan on building around me I assume that all of you in theory or or create the space to get me and build around me you're willing to offer me whatever contract I want I I will assume you can if uh, you're not willing to do that then you're not gonna be a part of these sweepstakes and I also want to hear what your plan is to attract some of the other superstar free agents uh, who might be available in trade or uh, or, or 
free agents or superstars would be available in trade. Celtics here. We just want to quickly see that you're not interested in opt-in and trade to us. No, I, I can't do that, unfortunately. Uh, Kyrie Irving is already there. You know, I, I've just had too many battles against you guys. You know I mean, and there's just too much going on in, in Boston with the, the history. That's just the one place I just wouldn't feel comfortable. Warriors here, mid-level exception. It's on the table if you want it. Uh, no, I have to get the, the full max. Noted. Lakers here. We already have the cap space to sign you. We don't have to worry about it. That's something that no other team in pursuit of you can say. And we know that that's been important to you in the past. Of course, if we wave and stretch the wall dang, we suddenly have the cap space to sign another max player. You know, you tell us who that is. You get that player to commit to us. We're happy, whether that's Paul George, Chris Paul, or whether you want to wait until next year. We, as you know, that Kawhi Leonard has expressed his intent on signing here when his contract uh, allows him to become a free agent. So you're going to come to the most storied franchise in the post-60s history of the NBA. You're coming to live in a very desirable market with wonderful schools for Brawny and your other children. Uh, we can think of no better way for you to cap your career than to lead the Lakers back to glory and prove that you were a better Laker than Kobe Bryant. Well, that's a very intriguing pitch, but you know, you still do kind of have a, all this space. My first question, I think what I'd like to do here is, you know, maybe we can get Paul George in the room and you can pitch both of us. But I think, you know, as a preliminary to that, if you get both of us, are you willing to just trade whoever you have of these young players to just build an immediate contender, like the best possible team that we can have next year, you know, over the next three years, basically? if me and Paul George both come there? Well, we think that based on your experience in Cleveland, it would make sense if we retain some of our young talent so that players could continue to grow alongside you and you don't have the same kind of conclusion that you saw with the Cavs and the Heat. But, you know, if, if that's what it takes to get you, we're prepared to do whatever we need to do. Yeah, I, I want to deal with this LeVar Ball bullshit, that's for sure. Noted. So that's at least one that's got to be gone. I mean, Ingram, you know, maybe we, I might be willing to, like, start the year with some of these guys around, but if it's not going, if, if they don't take major steps forward, then, you know, I would like to at least have a, a commitment that you will make trades to get the team better. You know, if we're not looking like we're going to be a top two, top three seed in the West. Um, but maybe we should bring in Paul George here. Lakers, can you also uh, try to, to sell him? Uh, because, you know, I, I've been talking to him. He says he kind of wants to go back to Oklahoma city uh, you know, he's leaked out. They might be interested even in doing a one plus one there. Uh, but we need you. I need your help to sell him uh, on LA. So could you try to do that, please? He's here. He's listening right now. I got him the other yeah, one. Yeah, we'd be ha- we'd be happy to do so. I mean, it's an opportunity for you to come home to be a hero in a way that you can never be in Oklahoma City. That's Russell Westbrook's town. Paul George, L.A. is your town. You saw the way Lakers fans reacted when you came through to play against us last year with the Thunder. They were already treating you better than any current Lakers player just in the, the with the idea that you might be coming to play here. That's how excited Lakers fans are about the possibility of being, bringing Paul George here. You've got an opportunity to play alongside LeBron James, whose, whose game is going to be much more complimentary of your skill set than Russell Westbrook's. We'll see more of the Paul George we saw in Indiana and less of you spotty up like you were last year in Oklahoma City. And with our young talent, this is a team that has a much brighter future than the Thunder, who have no way to get better at this point. They're taxed out. Their core of players is relatively old for the most part. 
last year was the peak of what we're going to see from the Thunder. The Lakers, the sky is the limit for our team. Well, the Thunder are telling me, uh, as Paul George, that uh, Andre Robertson would have made the difference. We would have at least been in the West Finals if we would have had him. Uh, are you telling me that might not be true? I, I think we're a little skeptical here. Were you guys in the top two in the Western Conference at that point? <laughs> Did I miss that? But but our starting lineup had a 14.6 net rating. So then what was the net rating of all your other lineups? Uh, well, so tell me this, Lakers. If I come there, do you have any charismatic end-of-the-bench players who can stand next to me and maybe have a couple of lines in a Gatorade commercial that will actually <laughs> be a lot less ironic because we're going to go deep in the playoffs for once and it won't be being shown when we got kicked out in the first round? This is the role that Evita Zubac was born to play. <laughs> Sixers here, we have TJ McConnell. He'd be even better. And he's not taller than you, so you can he, you still look big in the commercial. I believe the criteria was end of the bench. Fair enough. Well, well, Sixers, this is uh, LeBron James here. Uh, are you courting Paul George already instead of me? We are courting both of you. We we would love to have either one of you. It is impractical for us to get both of you, but we believe we are a superior option for either one of you because we have a team that is built around you. You heard the Lakers talk about, oh, it's so much better to play with LeBron than to play with Paul George. What's even better is to play with Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons is going to take your shots because if it's outside five feet, he's not taking it. Joel Embiid is a defensive player. So for both of you guys, you don't have, we were the number three defense last year. You don't need to be the engine of that. We will be successful. That will make us a great regular season team. And then when you kick it into gear in the playoffs or whenever you want to, we can be the best defensive team in the entire NBA. And for both of you, we are well positioned for for you guys to age because we have other young talent. We just acquired another first round pick from Miami in 2021, which might be when the age limit comes out. So you can go with that other star player in L.A. You can, but you can be on a better team and a team that fits you like a glove in Philadelphia. You can be in the Eastern Conference where you don't have to battle with the Warriors and Rockets just to make it even into the conference finals. You can make NBA finals. You can win titles with us. And L.A. can talk about it all day long. But if you're a, if you win a title in Philly, you're a legend forever. It's not this, oh, well, you, you, you want a couple and maybe we'll think about putting a statue. You get one. You get a statue. Is that a glove that's too tight, much like the spacing with LeBron and Ben Simmons on the court together? <laughs> we can make it work. We have enough. Oh. We have we have a we have a center that can actually shoot. We don't have to sit there and go, oh, well, we'll we'll try to find we'll try to find a center that's kind of a patchwork quilt. LeBron, you know how that works. If you have an inferior one, we have an All NBA. We have a Defensive Player of the Year candidate who sh- who would have won the award if he hadn't gotten a concussion due to Markel Fultz's shoulder. Oh, yeah, and we also have the number one pick that if he figures out his jump shot, we have more young talent than the Lakers could even dream of, and we can either use that in trades or we can use that to build the best possible team. How dare you disrespect Mo Wagner's shitting like that? So this is LeBron hey, again. Uh, Rockets here, oh, LeBron. Uh, well, I want to ask a question of the Sixers first since we're talking about them. All right. Uh, Sixers, could you match – if I opted in, could you – both trade for me and get Paul George in free agency? The challenge there would be to find enough of our salary that Cleveland was looking for. I think we could probably say so that. I, I believe we would have to get to $28 million in money. Yeah, we could, we could probably make that happen. 
because we're not going to give up Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid, obviously, in that trade. So to get to to get there, we would need Covington, Bayless, and then a combination of guys. I think we probably could squeeze it together if we absolutely had to. But we we yeah. think it would be in some. We think in many can. ways you would be a better fit, like with just one of you rather than both. We already have we already have so much we already have so much premier. Oh uh, yeah, I guess, well because Covington. Yeah, because it, it would the trade would have to be this year, so Covington would still count as uh, sixteen point seven. Mm-hmm. The only problem is if you move Bayless in that trade, then you're not going to have enough space. Yeah, I, I guess it's not going to work because the trade has to be this year. If it doesn't have to. It, it could doesn't be, have to be. Could this be year. Covington Bayless Fultz and yeah, like yeah. But it would be then, it would be very difficult. I think we could pull it off because Fultz would have to be involved. But it, it's it's very difficult, and we're not particularly interested in that. Okay. Well, if you're not willing to do that, then I, you know, that, that's tough. I mean, there's definitely a lot of raw talent there. Uh, but yeah, Houston, raw talent. We raw talent. We were one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference last year. Without when we would be adding you into that as a whole, like a whole piece. I do have concerns about the fit, uh, Houston. Let's hear your pitch. Look, nobody came cl- has come closer to beating the Warriors than Ke- with Kevin Durant than we have. We came within a game of doing it. We led them three two. We were leading at game seven in game seven at halftime uh, without Chris Paul. So think what we can do together as the teams that have unfortunately come up short against this unfairly constructed, bad for the NBA super team in Golden State. If we come together, we've got the best chance. We present you the very best opportunity of beating the Golden State Warriors next year and going forward. What is the consistency of the whiteboards in your locker room? Is it like kind of a softer material? Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> we, we can figure this out. I mean, we have we have uh, the displays rather than whiteboards, you know, displays with players' stats. So I'm sure we can fi- figure out a way to make those uh, have some give to them. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, maybe like some sort of a plastic shield w- w- would be good. I mean, a glass might might not be good for punching. Uh, well, okay, but but what is your plan to actually uh, create space that, and get me rockets and still be able to build around it? You know, I mean, I'm hearing reports that it would take at least two first round picks just to get off of Ryan Anderson. The Cavs, you know, they they have told me like. They might be willing to work with me if I get traded, though. I'm still waiting to hear their pitch, of course. But, you know, they're not going to want to take back bad salary and still be in the tax anymore, the repeater tax. So we feel- so the cornerstones of a deal for you, because we agree that Ryan Anderson, the, the price is too high to include him in any such deal. We would build it around Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker. And we're confident with their reasonable salaries that the Cavs can find takers for them. We can build this into a multi-team deal and that Cleveland can be satisfied with the kind of kind of trade we'd ultimately be able to construct. Well, then who's left, though? It's just basically me, Chris and James then, huh? And Clint Capella and Trevor Ariza will have the ability to resign them both as free agents. Uh, and then, you know, we'll have the ability to replace Eric Gordon. You'll obviously be slotting into the spot that PJ Tucker played as a power forward. And then we'll have the ability to replace Gordon shooting in free agency. What is your appetite for paying the luxury tax that your owner Tillman for today? And he put most of his fortune into this team. Does he have the money to like actually lose money and pay the tax? Tillman Fertitta bought this team to win a championship, and we believe that if we get you, we're going to win a championship. He is prepared to pay what it takes. All right, that is a, that is fairly compelling. Uh, and Cavaliers, let me hear your 
your pitch first. I guess I Houston probably can't ask you at the same time as you're giving me your pitch whether they'd be interested <laughs> in doing that trade or not, but Cavaliers here. First of all, we appreciate you saving us for last. You know, we know how it works. You always save the best for last. In Cleveland, you are home. This is where you wanted to be. You came back here for a reason, to do something bigger than basketball, to impact the entire region, and you're doing it, and you're still winning at basketball. We built a team that got all the way to the finals, a team that you know came closer than most realized to beating the Warriors. Sure, we got swept, but we almost won game one, and we know how frustrating that was because we all understand how close we were. We built a really good roster. Did you see what we did at the trade deadline? Getting guys like George Hill, uh, Rodney Hood. Like There was such a big influx of talent to really give you the super team that you deserve. We have another star for you and Kevin Love, and we can go out and do more. You know, the Rockets talk about that they'll spend a big game, spend a lot. Like They're just talking. We've proven it. We have had the highest payroll year after year. We have done right by you. And we want to have you back and we will not quit. Like on our first day last summer, on my first day on the job, we signed an MVP. I'm not sure we're going to sign another MVP, but maybe we can sign somebody who deserves to be an MVP. We can go after guys like Dwight Howard. We can get big name players and you can still win here. Well, what, tell me what is your specific plan to make us better? Because I, I'm worried about Boston. They've got all these assets. I'm worried about Philly. You know, we barely squeaked by. Boston this year when we were pretty much fully healthy and they weren't I, I'm I'm skeptical we can even get back to the finals I mean and I'm even I'm trying to beat the Warriors too I'm not trying to just like make another finals and just uh you know that's nice and all but I mean what is our plan to compete with Golden State well so just you know you know how how tumultuous last season was we never really had a chance to develop chemistry there was still a lot going on uh, new pieces coming in and out all, right, all the time. We need so new just, players. What What is your plan to get some other players? Because we just got swept and it wasn't even close. Uh, so we have Kevin Love who we're willing to trade, but you know he's good for us. Uh, we know you really like Colin Sexton, but we could put him into a deal. No, no other team that you're talking with like drafted that high. Uh, and then the other part of our plan is to depend on you to you know recruit somebody, get somebody to want to come here, and then we can have a little bit more maneuverability if you get them fully on board first. Oh, this is a very difficult decision. For I would also play. add, I would also add that if you opt in to stay in Cleveland, you will get a slightly higher salary. Yeah. I would probably want to just do another one plus one at, at a bare minimum. Uh, probably don't want to go for the five. Sure. I mean, I think if I stay in Cleveland, I would just go with another one plus one most likely um, at, for the max, of course. Um, Paul George, uh, let, let's, uh, let's get back to him here. You know, Philly, you kind of made your pitch, uh, Lakers, you made your pitch. Uh, OKC, what's your pitch uh, for Paul George? Thunder here. You grew so much throughout the season with us. We know you like being around Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony. Those guys will be back. You can build on things. And you saw, we were right on the verge of turning the corner when Andre Robertson got hurt. This team is so much better with him. He fits perfectly. And stay here, and let's keep building, and we will give you any contract you want. Okay. That's uh, about what I was expecting, uh, I suppose. Um, uh, LeBron again here. You know, Chris Paul is a free agent as well. Houston, are you confident that, that you can retire? Do you already have a deal with him? Or, or is that something that needs to be negotiated? Uh, because I, I want to be dead bang sure that he's obviously in the fold and he's he's the president of the players association i'm sure he's he's not going to come cheap so uh 
Uh, I'm going to get Chris Paul on the line here. Maybe let's see if you can negotiate something with him first, Houston. Uh, Chris, look, I don't know. I'm not sure what was said last year during free agency uh, when you passed on free agency to be traded here. Um, obviously, nothing could be promised at that point. We're also under new management, as you know, with Tillman Fertitta. So, you know, he didn't make any promises to you at that point. Uh, we obviously still want you to be part of our team. We, we value tr- you tremendously. You helped us get within uh, a game of the NBA Finals last year, and we believe that with you we would have gotten to the NBA Finals and won the championship. But, uh, you know, we don't feel incredibly comfortable with a five-year max. We'd like to start at offering you a three-year maximum deal, but with a player option on the third year so that, you know, you could potentially get back out in free agency. So uh, that would basically be how much in guaranteed money there? That would be uh, $114.5 million. Over three years. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. That's probably, I'd be making $41 million in the third year of that. Don't necessarily see myself opting out. Uh, I think, you know, we put in this new rule for me to be able to get five years. I really want the full max. I mean, don't forget, you already owe me $11 bucks because I opted in last year. Uh, and to avoid making you trade Ryan Anderson at that point and pay me the $35 million that I could have made last year. All right. Well, the only way we're willing to do a five-year full max is if the last year is partially guaranteed based on minutes played or being an all-star in that season. And then 10% of each year's salary is going to be contingent on incentives based on games played. How does that sound? So uh, how much total and guaranteed money over the five years? Well, let's see here. Uh, so over the first four years, you'd be guaranteed uh, approximately $143 million, And then... You know, we can negotiate what the partial guarantee would be on the final year, but we can certainly get you up over $150 million guaranteed, would, well, uh, which is, you'll note, as much as anyone else can offer you, you know, in terms of guaranteed money on a four-year deal. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Here's a, a good analog for the guarantee on the last year. Mike Conley has a, a guarantee that I think is based on games played. It's pretty early on. The, the games played is pretty early on. It's in like the third or fourth year of that contract. And I think like 22 million of his 34 is guaranteed. So basically two thirds guaranteed in that final year. Um, I'm not that into the incentives over the course of the deal because again, like I have to get the full max, you know, just to, for the optics. Uh, so rather than doing the incentives, what if we do just go with the straight full max, but then two thirds guaranteed on the, the final year, which would be a 46 point seven million dollar salary i don't know if we're going to be willing to do more than half guaranteed on the final year particularly if we're not getting the incentives well basically i want to fix it so the feeling is that you're not going to just wave me that that last year that there's a a little more pain to doing that than just half guaranteed oh you know let's wave them that makes the most sense like i want to be in houston i want to stay there uh, I don't want to just uh, get waved and kind of, you know, suffer that embarrassment at the end of my career. If we could do, how would we split the difference? 57.5% guaranteed uh, in, f- 58% guarantee, I guess, would be splitting the difference there in, in that final year. Can you do that? And it looks like, I mean, it sounds like LeBron really might come here. Uh, you know, if you can get me in the fold, I will, once he sees how well you've treated me, uh, I will definitely put in a good word for us. All right, deal. All right, that is our first agreed-upon contract, uh, I believe. Let, let's mark it down. So back now to LeBron. Um, 
I mean, Houston, do you want to try and work out this trade with, uh, with Cleveland? Do you, do you think you can actually do that? You know, I, I, I truthfully, I would kind of like to be there. Uh, but you know, I, I'm still skeptical that you can actually get that done. I mean, having Chris back it is great. Uh, but you know, what do you think? Go ahead and give it a shot. Cleveland, I'm going to, I want to leave. I want to go to Houston. And, uh, if you won't send me to Houston, I'll just go to LA and, uh, I'm sure Paul George will go with me regardless of what's been reported in the media so far. All right, Cavs, you know the kind of structure of a deal. We're assuming that you're not interested in Ryan Anderson's two remaining years. So the way that we can make this work is Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, and then a variety of lower-salaried players, Nene Chinanu Anuaku, and then our non-guaranteed players whose guarantees we'd have to pick up. And you know, then we'll add – we're willing to start with a first-round draft pick on top of that unprotected. Well, that's not even close with one first round pick. I'm not even sure two is going to get it done because I, I really, I'm not sure if I believe this. All the bad things LeBron has said about Houston as a city, we recognize you have a good team, maybe the type of team you'd want to play for. Although beyond the complication of fitting in with James Harden, like I, I'm not sure we believe this. Number one, right, uh, sir, number you still, two, you still holding out hope of signing LeBron? Uh, maybe, maybe. Um. But it's still just not enough value for us, like weighed against the possibility of signing him. Uh, you know, would, would you like for us to engage other teams to possibly jump in as, on this deal and get Eric Gordon and P.J. Tucker and maybe send you something in return? Uh, potentially, yeah, if you have a, a good idea. Oh, this is, this is uh, starting to sound pretty complicated here uh, as LeBron. I mean, you guys, uh, we're coming up to the, the opt-in date here. I mean, you guys... I'll give you like five more minutes to get something done. It's just, it's, it's starting to sound too complicated here. Uh, Blazers here. We're interested in PJ Tucker and we'll send you a second round pick and we can take him into our trade exception. Um, would you be willing to take one bet? One of our smaller contracts in return? I guess actually, I don't know if we have anything really to send back. So no, uh, yeah, we'd be willing to take Tucker in straight in. If you are just looking to get off his salary so that you can avoid the luxury tax Cavaliers. No, I think P.J. Tucker still has value. You know, he, he had a nice playoff run. It's not so much we don't like these specific players because we are still trying to win next year regardless, and we think these guys could help us. Uh, it's just that it's just overall with one draft pick, I don't think it's enough value. If, we, if you give us – do you have anybody else's first-rounders, or are you just down to your own right now? We just have our own, and I don't think we'd be willing to do a first-rounder. We'd be willing to do seconds. Oh, wait. So you, you wouldn't even do two first rounders to get LeBron James? I, I would the, I'm sorry. Uh, I thought you were talking about the Blazers here. Uh, yes, I, we'd be willing to do two first Rockets here. Well, okay, so what I was going to say is the Cavs is we want three. Three unprotected, and we'll do this. Like, these are not great salaries. They're okay. Like, Gordon and Tucker are okay. And we'll take them, and we'll do it with three first round picks unprotected. We're going to have to protect the third one because that's far enough out that we don't know what kind of team we're going to be at that point. Yeah, but then, but we know what you're going to be for the first couple, and those are like those aren't valuable enough. Like it's they're going to be high twenties picks. We need all three unprotected. But by the way, Houston, I should probably tell you as Le- LeBron James that I, I'm going to want to sign a one plus one there. We understand that, and we're confident we can get you to resign. We're going to have we're going to we're going to win the championship next year. So, I mean, whether we're going to promise you that, but we believe we're going to win the championship next year. Um, you know a what? champion a championship's well worth three first round picks. Flags fly forever. We'll do it. 
All right. We're, we're down if LeBron is. Oh, man. This is a tough call. I mean, that is such a good team that I'd be joining. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't say no to that. It's going to be Houston. I get the feeling Paul George is going to re-sign in Oklahoma City. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I got to agree to Houston. I can't believe it. I, I was wow. thinking I was going to go back to Cleveland, but uh, that third first-round pick was uh, – Oh, no. <laughs> Were you going to come back? <laughs> we had a deal. Oh no! Actually, did we not have a deal? Oh, no. Sixers here. Paul George, if you're really considering the Lakers or Oklahoma City, we offer a vastly superior team. You can slot in. You can be a key offensive player defensively. Whatever activity level you want to have. We can give you a one plus one if you want it. We can go for a longer deal if you want it. We don't know why you would choose any option over us because we have the ability to do it. We don't have to sacrifice talent. So if, whatever deal, if you want a three plus one, you want a one plus one or something in between, we're your best option. And Because the, the Lakers, you're not going to be on a good team there. We know that now. Jazz here. Paul George, why don't you come play with your good friend Donovan Mitchell? You recognized before most people how high he could climb Get on board now. Come play with us in Utah. And you saw how good the Jazz were firsthand. They they blew out the thunder with you. Imagine what we could do with you. Well, this is uh, Aaron Mintz, Paul George's agent. You know, Philly is a great basketball situation. I, I've recommended to my client that he go there if he wants to have the, the best possible chance of winning. He also will be in the East, which makes things easier. Um but you know, and now now LeBron is in the West. Let me note that now LeBron is there, so it's an even clearer path in the East. Well, but from everything my client is telling me, he wants to do a one plus one in Oklahoma City. You know, I told him, hey, you're coming off a knee surgery. If you stay in Oklahoma City, you might want to do a five year deal. But you know, there'll still be more flexibility in 2019. Maybe it make more sense to go to the Lakers then if I can get someone to you can get someone to team up with them. Um, so I think it's just going to kick the can down the road one more time in Oklahoma City uh, with a one-plus-one, Thunder. Great. We're very happy to have you back, and we look forward to uh, contending for a Western Conference title. I, I just – I talking to my client, he just – he couldn't hurt Russell Westbrook. He'd already been hurt once uh, by a star small forward <laughs> leaving. He just – he couldn't do that to me. They're very close <laughs> now. You, be ready to feel some batteries, Paul. <laughs> was that a Philly fans reference? <laughs> oh man. No, the Philly fans it are was good a warning. now, remember? Uh that's uh okay. Wow. So that takes care of every superstar on the free agent market except for Kevin Durant, uh, aged 29, has opted out of his player option, took a big time discount last year and I got my boys Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala paid Warriors, you also kind of just squandered it on Nick Young, although I will admit that I thought that was a good signing. I was on board. I helped recruit him. But unfortunately, the discounts are, are now over. Uh, are you willing to offer me any contract that I want, Warriors? Yes, and we're going to remind you that you can't, you're can't. you welcome to sign a 1 plus 1 if that's what you want. You will have to sacrifice $5 million for this coming season. But if that, if that, or no, sorry, it would be a, straight, a one year deal just with non bird rights. But if you want the full max, you need to sign it for two years or longer. Yes, and I think that is will be my plan. Uh, we'll at least lock into that first season in the the new arena. Two play. Wait, wait. One. Let, what? 
Well, Wait, Lakers here. You sure you don't want to come? I mean, look, you go to, you stay with the Warriors. Everyone's always debating whether it's you your team number? or Steph Curry's team. How, how did you get this number? I, I'm having a conversation with Bob Myers. <laughs> did those guys used to work together? Palinka and Myers? I don't think so. Uh, no comment on that. Uh, so, it's definitely not tampering. So Who said uh, tampering? No, I, I think what, what I'd like to do is a two plus one Warriors for uh, the, the full 35% max. We're on board, and we were especially appreciative because we know the athletics, Danny LaRue, said that that was what was going to happen. So we're happy to make him right. <laughs> okay. Well, so that takes care of all of our superstars. LeBron is in Houston. Paul George remaining in Oklahoma City for some reason. Chris Paul is in Houston as well. He gets a really nice five-year deal there. And uh, KD has returned to the Warriors Let's do a little negotiation with restricted free agents. We like to do it this way because this is only restricted free agents negotiating with their own teams right now. Because normally you would have to wait until July 6th uh, to not necessarily sign an offer sheet, but for the match period on an offer sheet to start. So usually restricted free agents are lower in the pecking order than unrestricted free agents. But we've seen a lot of restricted free agents agree to deals on July 1st without really getting out there and soliciting other offers. They might have some idea of the market and might be told some idea of the market by uh, via back channels. But let's start with the 23-year-old Nikola Jokic. Nuggets, I thank you for allowing me out of uh, that last year on the contract, although you probably would have been risking getting fired if you didn't do that because now you have me as a restricted free agent. I could have been unrestricted had you kept me for one more year at the minimum and if you'd done that, I surely would have left because I didn't want to make the minimum anymore. I'm I'm already a big star. Um, so I assume you're just going to give me whatever contract I want now, right? Four plus one for the max? Look, Nicola, we've done you a huge favor, as you mentioned. We could have held you to the last year of the contract as much of a risk as it might have been. And now we'd love for you to do us a favor because we're running into the luxury tax. That's a non-starter with our ownership group here in Denver. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're running into the luxury tax because – you signed another center to take my minutes under your crazy coach. Oh yeah. I'm so sorry that you're in that position. I really want to help you out by giving back money. Look, we're not asking for a lot here, but just a small sacrifice would make it much easier for us to maintain the team, get into the playoffs this year, which we know you want to do. And we remind you that you did average a solid 32.6 minutes per game last season. All right. What's your proposal? Uh, if we just started at 10% less than the max. And then we can get you a 15% trade bonus in the unlikely event that for some reason we were to trade you, we make it up and you'll be back at full max. Player option? Yes. Hmm. Well, that's not bad. The player option is nice, especially because uh, being 23, being able to get back on the market at 27 would be pretty good. Uh, just kind of put my ear to the ground here a little bit. Are, are there any other teams out there that would be uh, interested in giving me a... a three plus one offer sheet mavericks here we'd, we'd certainly be interested in, in considering an offer to you well considering i mean you, you know you i guess if you have, would have to wait then the nuggets are probably going to match are you sure you, you are telling me right now july 6th 1201 a.m you're you're going to give me a three plus one offer sheet can you actually commit to do that because I, I need a full commitment otherwise i got to just take this nuggets offer we can't make that promise given our expectation the nuggets would match any offer sorry all right, I guess I, I got to go back to the Nuggets then. I, I, as long as I can get that player option, you know, so ten percent less than the max. What would that be uh, overall? 
that'd be five years, 132 million. So I'm still getting 30 million a year overall. That's that's pretty decent. And I get the the player option. Can you give me a, maybe right. not 15%, but a little bit of, of a trade bonus? Because, you know, obviously I, I, I love it here. You know, I, I love playing with uh, all the other uh, bigs that you have there. Yeah, that's fine. We can do that. Okay. All right. So sign me up. Let's do that. So what is the starting salary in year one then for that? I assume we're doing the maximum raises to help out your tax situation this year. Yeah. Yep. 22.725. Yeah. And I've seen Rudy Gobert took a little bit less. Giannis took a little bit less. And, you know, I'm doing it to help the team. It's not because I couldn't negotiate anything better. I'm doing it to help the team. All right. Uh, let's move on to Clint Capella with the Rockets. Wow. Uh, KP has got a lot of big men here. Awesome restricted free agent big men in the Western Conference. I mean, Dallas, Phoenix has been talked about with a big offer sheet. I mean, I think you should just give me the max, Houston. Well, we'd still like to see what happens in restricted free agency, given the fact that not necessarily all those teams make, meets, need centers. But what we're willing to offer you right now is four years, $100 million. Hmm. So that's, again, about 10% less than your max. But that way you don't have to worry about any sort of risk in free agency. And we can't promise you that our offer is necessarily going to remain that large if there isn't a team that comes with an offer sheet. Yeah, but here's the way I think of it, too. If Number one, you can't risk me taking the qualifying offer. You've got LeBron James. You've got to be a good team. You you can't just like risk me not signing to start the season. So you're not going to piss me off and actually reduce the offer sheet. Like I think that's a bluff. You know, we saw that with Tristan Thompson. It didn't actually get reduced. Uh, you know, this isn't a situation like the Mavericks last year where they're not trying to compete this year anyway. Like, you need me. You, you can't reduce your offer. I, I don't think there's much risk there. Uh, why aren't you willing to do a fifth year, first of all, with uh, at my age, 24? Yeah, I don't know. No particular reason. That's just kind of where we started at here. I see. Um, well, what about that offer that Nikola Jokic just signed? He's kind of set the market now. I mean, Jokic is... You know, a, a very not similar player me? in terms of accomplishments. Not, not as good as me? We we would not trade you for Nikola Jokic. We think that you're the perfect fit for his, our system. But he is also a very promising young center uh, who's at a similar stage of his career. So we kind of think that sets the market for you. Are you willing to take that five-year $132 million offer with the player option on the last year? Yes, I would take that. You, you got All a right. deal. Deal. So what were the terms there? Five for 132 Player option, 8% trade bonus, Daryl. <laughs> Rockets are already $30 million over the luxury tax. Oof. Yeah, what's that tax payment looking like right now? Uh, $77 million. Uh, well. Hawks here. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't talked to Trevor Reza yet. Western, oh, Confer- Re- Western Conference second place banners fly forever. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, or number one seed in the regular season banners fly forever, too. Uh now a real interesting one. Aaron Gordon, age 22, with the Magic. What is your offer to keep me out of restricted free agency, Magic? You know, I, I'm not quite sure I want to stay because you, know, you already drafted someone at my position. I didn't like playing the three. That didn't work out for us very well. So I, you've got John Isaac. So I, I think you're really going to have to bowl me over with an offer, Magic, for me to want to stay. I, I noticed that the Pacers for example, uh, have opened up a, a lot of space. I think I'd be an awesome fit there. Uh, the LA Lakers have all this space. Nobody has taken their cap space. They got up to $60 million in, in room. Uh, 
Phoenix is supposedly looking for a, a power forward. Utah could really use me. I think there's a, a big market for my services. Maybe the Bulls as well. So you're going to have to bowl me over here, Magic, for me to not just go test the market in restricted free agency. We understand that, and we respect your your interest. We will also note that we have match rights on you, so we can we're happy to see where the market goes and and just match it. But we are also skeptical just with the narrow market that's out there. You talked about the Lakers. I don't think they're going to be spending money right now on on a player. I think they're going to be hunting big game later on. So what we're willing to offer you right now is five years, eighty five million. So that would be seventeen million a year. That avoids a lot of risk for you. And we understand that you there is a chance that you get more than that in free agency. And if you get more than that in free agency, we will we will probably match. We will make a decision there. But we wanted to give you that as a a fair price, mitigate some risk, but also understanding that you could get more. Hey, Pacers here, don't sign that contract. Yeah, and tampering. I, I'm not. I, I, no, it's July first. He can say whatever he wants to. Uh, Fine. I, I mean, we we don't know exactly what it'll be, uh, but. Yeah, I'm I'm not making the same as Evan freaking Fournier on this team. Uh You're not so. you're not going in 2016, my friend. If you were in 2016, we'd be making different offers and we would have a different general manager. Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to stay that bad anyway. Uh, frankly, okay. uh, this team is going nowhere fast. You got another guy at my position. Uh don't know what I I feel about the new coaching staff. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm going to stay out there in restricted free agency. Next up here, Jabari Parker with the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks, when I wasn't healthy last year, you offered me three years, 54 million, 18 million a year. I'm now healthy again. I played great defense in the playoffs. You saw it. it just pop in that film of uh, the second half of game four. And I looked uh, just as good athletically. My jumper was good. You know, you're going to have to beat that three for. 54 significantly here if you want to keep me out of restricted free agents. Yeah, I mean, we were very impressed with how you played in the playoffs. There were definitely strides. You know, you had one half of good defense. Congratulations. I would not say you looked completely back athletically, though we did like the strides. Uh, but our offer is going to be a little lower than that. You know, we wanted to lock you up. You weren't interested. You rejected it. Uh, we didn't love the way you talked about those negotiations in the press. Uh, you know, that was an offer for them. And so we are not going to beat that right now. Uh, you know, if, so if that is the cutoff point of, of where this is going to go, there's really no point in talking further right now. All right, so you, you're not even willing to get to that $54 million offer? No, because doing that is going to put us over the tax, and uh, we're, we're looking to bring you back on something that will allow us to stay under the tax. All right, well, keep looking then. Okay. Zach Levine, uh, age 23, I did not like in the slightest – that little leak from the organization to uh, your little pet reporter there, Casey Johnson, about how, oh, you used to really like me, but now there's some people in the organization that, you know, oh, we're going to make a good faith offer. I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to totally foreclose. I want to see what good faith actually means, Bulls. But uh, this idea that I have to, have to go out in the market to, to get a max offer, did not like hearing that at all. But uh, at this point, I'm willing to at least listen to what your offer is maybe you can make up for alienating me if this really is a good faith offer remember how much you traded to get me you got a lot invested in me here uh, at age 23 i don't know i don't know if i want to make an offer now after hearing that 
It sounds like, you know, a re- what we consider a reasonable offer for you coming off of the serious injury that you suffered and, you know, the relative down season you had after coming back might be insulting to you. Well, I mean, let's, I want to see how uh, good your faith actually is. All right. We were thinking three years, 40 million. Yeah. You probably should have just kept your mouth shut. I think. <laughs> Oof. All right. Well, good, good luck in restricted free agency. Next up, Julius Randle. You guys uh, now with the Lakers had all these designs on cap space. You know, that that's part of why we waited around. And I, I offered you an extension as his agent. Again, Aaron Mintz with CAA last off season, a contract starting at what my cap hold would have been in the mid 12 millions and going up from there, of course, with the 8% raises. But I don't know if you noticed, I had an awesome year. I proved that I could switch defensively in this new mismatch era of basketball again. Uh, I can really punish switches. I'm too fast for centers. Really, guys that cannot guard me one-on-one. There are not many guys in the league who were able to do that. And so go ahead and make me an offer. But you know, I view myself as a high-end starter at this point. What do you got for me, Lakers? Yeah, we view you that way too. I mean, we want to maintain our flexibility for next summer. I mean, obviously, your your agent knows that we remain interested in Paul George, who only signed a one plus one with Oklahoma City. Uh, so we'd like to try to maintain that flexibility and bring you back on a one year deal. Uh, we'll offer eighteen million. One year, eighteen million. That's it. Yes. Oof. So you're just not going to offer anything more than a one year deal, regardless. We're not. I mean, we're willing to talk about money, but we're going to offer a one year deal. Well, I'll tell we get you, you back out on, on the market next summer when it's going to be a much better time to be a free agent, particularly a free agent center. Uh, you could offer me the max for one year, and I might think about it. Twenty-five million. You, I mean, what else are you using your money on? You still got my low cap hold anyway. You, you guys have, have been banking all these profits uh, from Spectrum when you've been had salaries around the cap these last few years. Why not just uh, buy yourself some goodwill? I mean, that that's at least what, one way that I can feel decent about sticking around if you anything less than that if you you're offering me less than the max and now you know i'm not saying I, i'm not for sure going to go out there and see what offers there but 25 million that's enough where i can be like all right i made some good money this year and then you know maybe i can get a long-term deal next year so i i would think seriously about that at, at the age that i am all right we would do that the the max for one year yes oof that's a really tough one to think about there uh Peanut Gallery, any other teams that might be, like, kind of interested in me? Yeah, without really having a firm suitor in tow, yeah, maximum salary one year. And, and of course, he'll uh, the Lakers will keep that small cap hold of mine on the books while they do the, the rest of their business here. But, yeah, it looks like the Lakers' plan is kind of coming into focus. So, yeah, I'll stick around for one more year at the max. Excellent. Glad we could do business. This one will be interesting. Yusuf Nurkic, age 23. With the Blazers, you guys traded for me. I single-handedly transformed your defense last year to be a, a top 10 unit. And, uh, you know, I was not happy with your offers. Uh, in extension talks, I consider myself uh, beyond just a good starter. So, you know, I'm looking for something in, like, close to $20 million a year, Blazers. Uh, look, I, I think it was clear from those negotiations in the fall that, you know, we have – 
differing views on where this contract should fall, not necessarily differing views on your ability, but perhaps differing views on the market for centers and particularly restricted free agent centers. So at that, this point, we'd like to uh, to ask you to go out and get an offer sheet for us to, to uh, make a decision on matching. Fair enough. Wolves, uh, I got a question for you guys. Are you going to make Nemanja Bialica a qualifying offer? It's a it's a really tough call for us, but we think that considering the other options that are available for it, we and we have a very limited amount of money, we don't think we're really going to be able to clear as much. So we will we will decline to make a qualifying offer for you, and we'll, we might end up bringing you back. We're open to it, but we don't want to commit to that right now. We want to see what other free agents are interested. Okay, so put Bielitsa in the unrestricted category. We can get to him a little bit later. Marcus Smart at age 24 Celtics I went out in the media and I said I'm worth more than 12 to 14 million per season you saw the incredible effect that I have on your team that that series against the Bucks really turned defensively when I came back in game five you know I just am great for your culture I play really hard it's time to reward me and prove that playing hard and playing the right way Playing with great effort, it really means something to you, Celtics. And uh, as his agent, I will mention that, you know, the more you pay me, the more I can count for a potential trade later. Well, Marcus, we love you, and we want you to be a part of the 2019 NBA champions. But we also understand that a, a negative value contract is a big problem for us. You, you've talked about the idea of salary filler and, and the idea that it could be used in a trade. But if... It gets to the point like Ryan Anderson, which you might have heard Houston having trouble dealing with that and having to give up some real quality to get LeBron James. We love you, but we worry a little bit about that downside risk. So you, I know you said $12 million, trying to throw that number, speak it into existence, but we're not willing to offer that right now. Because no, no, just, I, I said more than 12 to $14 million. So it, it, we, have, we have an offer in mind, but it is far enough away from that that we are we are willing to extend we're willing to make that offer to you if you want but we are willing we are telling you up front that it is substantially less than that 12 million much less more than that yeah i mean i, I think i better go out in the market teams have seen what i can do there are t a lot of teams that actually need point guards this year and what you're based on what you're telling me and you're not wanting to get a bad contract uh i think i can credibly go to teams and say hey if you make the right offer the celtics might decline to match it so uh, I, I feel you can you can say it. whatever you want to say and we'll see what happens. I, I feel confident about my chances in restricted free agency. Fred Van Vliet, Arenas Limited at, at age 24, just so we have it this is an approximation, but basically the largest contract that he could sign elsewhere. And so we, we just so we know in mind that, that, that this is possible would be about $74 million over four years. Remember that the way it works with them over the cap is that you get the mid-level the first year, raise off the mid-level the second year, and then you can bump up to the max or so the next couple of years. That's putting it very briefly, but that's about how it works. I'm not that crazy. I'm not going to suggest that I'm going to get $74 million. Uh But Raptors, I mean, I was in your closing lineup. When I hurt my shoulder, when you played me in a completely meaningless game in Miami, you saw what it did to your defense. You saw how your bench just wasn't the same in the playoffs. Without me, I'm a key part of what's going on here. What offer do you want to make me to stay out of restricted free agency? I think I have a pretty good market 
because they're I am a good defender and I can shoot it, play with pace. You know, I, I could be a good fit in a lot of places with these teams like Phoenix or or Orlando that you know just have nothing at point guard right now. I guess we're not really prepared to talk a specific number without finding out what we could do for unloading salary. Uh, because we don't want to get stuck with a super high payroll, get real deep into the luxury tax. And at, at this point, we just can't even pay you how we value you. Uh, so I don't know if we want to do this down the road later in free agency and just kind of table it for right now, uh, or whether we want to call around the league and see who's interested in Norman Powell, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, and Serge Ibaka. Well, why, we could finish out the rest of these restricted free agents first. We could table that a little bit. Uh, and then maybe get back to some of those trades afterwards. We only got a couple more of these restricted free agents, I think, that teams want to make offers to. So we'll, we'll put Van Vliet down in, in the later category. But, you know, I, I understand that, Toronto. I, no ill will right now. But, uh, you know, we, we can go back to this maybe if, you know, on July 2nd you're able to make uh, some cap-clearing trades. Uh, but I do understand the market for that could be difficult this year. That That is what I am told. Uh Dante Exum, age 22, with the Jazz. Now, Jazz, I know that you're trying to, you know, I, I realize I haven't been healthy a lot. I did show some awesome flashes in the playoffs. You remember how awesome I defended James Harden. Uh, ability to get to the basket is something this team desperately needs. And I also have this big cap hold uh, at $14.6 million. So, you know, you have these other free agent aspirations. You've got a lot of... Uh, incentive to get me taken care of here i understand i haven't been playing that much you know i haven't proven myself as a starter yet but i have that potential the structure i'd be interested in is a two plus one uh that you know maybe for an average of 12 million a year but that starts lower so you can actually bring my cap hold down you know into maybe the 11 million range or so uh yeah so Maybe we're just not on the same level at all. We were, you know, we're not necessarily against something like that structure, but we were thinking more like five million a year. Oof. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, that's not going to cut it. I mean, at that point, I might as well just take my qualifying offer. Well, but what you know, what if you get hurt again? Then that could be it. Yeah, but five million a year is is like nothing. So, uh, how big is my qualifying offer anyway? That's a, a good question here. I think it's about four point three million threaded starter criteria <laughs> right I mean, this is what happens when you're always hurt is what we would say in a more polite way yeah but you're, you would have to get way above what my qualifying offer is uh, there's no real point for me in taking much beyond that i mean I, i'm pretty damn sure i can find something out there uh that's going to be a little better i'm still dripping with potential there are not many point cards in the league there are a lot of teams that could use uh, my ability to penetrate it and my defense. So if you're not willing to, you know, I might be willing to go, you know, as low as like eight or 9 million a season on a two plus one, but any lower than that, you're not going to keep me. And yes. And, and, so and even, I, and even I, at very, that amount. I mean, especially the other thing too, is I think it's very possible that you could be in a situation with that cap hold, you know, you're trying to use cap room where you'll just have to renounce me and I could be totally unrestricted and then I'll get a really nice offer. Yeah, that doesn't exactly like scare us so much. And if we're talking eight or nine million, maybe we can get somewhere closer to that. But that's going to be the point where we're going to want more team control instead of you having that player option at the end. Where if we're paying to us, if we're paying that much, we want to have the upside at the end. Yeah, no, that's uh, it would have to be a two plus one 
for 24 million total. That's the absolute lowest that I'm willing to go. Uh, other than that, uh, I'll see you in restricted free agency. Okay. See you there. Or maybe I won't. Uh, <laughs> any other restricted free agents that teams would like to make offers to right now to keep them out of restricted free agency? Montrez Harrell, maybe with the, the Clippers, you, you want to make me an offer? I mean, our, our concern with this is just that our, what we're thinking is you're a good player. We want to have you back, but typically offer sheets are very limited for, you know, non-starter players. And if you got an offer sheet, like a starter player, we'd, we'd throw, we'd help pay for the parade. Cause we would be so happy that you got paid, but I maybe mean, we could make you an offer. We'll say like three years, 9 million, but we, that's, that, that, that's about as far as we would go. Three years, 9 million total, not per year, obviously. Oof. Wait, what are you considering that? I mean, I might actually, to be honest, the center market is just so bad. Uh, I mean, I, I probably would want to. Mavs here. Yeah. We, we have significant interest in you. You should wait us, wait well, out a chance to hear us out. Yeah, but aren't you going to be getting a, a free agent center to start for you on the unrestricted market? How's there going to be space left for me? Who said you weren't going to start for us? Interesting. Okay, yeah, three years, nine million is not going to cut it. Then, in that case, um, anybody else? Rodney Hood, Cavs. You you just lost. Uh, I promise to actually like go in the game when the coach tells me to. Uh, <laughs> all you have to do is just pay me millions and millions of dollars. Any kind of offer you want to make there. You lost LeBron, so I could be a part of the next great Cavs team. Yeah, we want to keep you, and then I, I guess we're we want to uh, now that LeBron's gone. We also want to look to dump J.R. Smith. Um, we don't find keeping you pressing enough though, to do it before we explore dumping J.R. Smith. Okay. So is that it? Any other restricted free agents? Spurs here. Yes. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Anderson. Are you loyal to the Spurs? Well, depends who, uh, you're comparing me to. Uh, so I'm going to compare you to Danny Green, who, <laughs> who took a, you know, a, a fair offer a couple of years ago because he wanted to stay in San Antonio. Well, that you know, do you want to be here? And I'd love to work out something long term, like a four year deal. Uh, you know, it's not going to blow you out of the water or anything. But let's like, is, is are you interested at all in like a four year deal that'll keep you in San Antonio for a reasonable price? I mean, what is this negotiation? Just make me make me an offer here. Like it, it's. <laughs> A reasonable price. I mean, I started, I met the starter criteria. I started like 70 games for you guys last year. So reasonable price for a starter? Yeah, sure. Something like uh, four years, 28 million. Hmm. Well, if you could bump it up to 8 million a year or give me a player option on the end, I would do it. I mean, every every Spurs we'll, just opts into their player option anyway, unless they're probably yeah. We'll do it. We'll do it with the player option, and we look forward to you uh, showing your loyalty again then by doing whichever of those two we want. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, four years. Uh, what what kind of structure are we doing? Can we since I have a low capital, do you want to just start me higher this year? Uh, can we just can we just agree on four twenty eight and uh, we have some like other bigger things maybe brewing, and we'll figure it out later. Okay. All right, that sounds good. <laughs> Who's grumbling under their breath about the Spurs? No, I'm just curious what they have for it. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, uh, 
This is where you get the uh, report. Uh, anonymous NBA executive puzzled by Spurs plan. <laughs> uh, any other restricted free agents that, that teams want to make offers to? All right. Well, that wraps up uh, our restricted free agents here, at least for the time being. We'll get into the unrestricted market. That Trevor Ariza negotiations with the Houston is going to be very, very interesting uh, with them already having a $70 million tax payment to name quite a few uh, right after this. All right, we're back now to get into some of the unrestricted free agents. We'll start with someone who is in the superstar category. He is, despite tearing his Achilles, DeMarcus Cousins at age 27. Pels, I've been hearing some disturbing reports. Zach Lowe had a piece about how you would not be offering me the fait accompli five-year max for over $175 million, uh, that I was going to get before the Achilles injury. Like, Tell me this isn't true. Uh, so we're willing to do uh, like three years, $60 million the last year unguaranteed. And we want you back. We like how you play with Anthony oh, that's, Davis. That's, there we go. The Feldman kiss of death. We want you back. <laughs> <laughs> a, a tradition unlike any other <laughs> you know but but things have changed a little bit you know we had to go get Nikola Miritich because of your injury and yeah we still value we still want you back we think all three of you can rotate through and still all play together uh, but the situation has changed just to be upfront with you so what was the story with the last year unguaranteed right hmm well I mean, I got to warn you, pals, you better make me be your best offer now. And because if I go elsewhere and I don't feel wanted there, I'm just not coming back to you with another to give you a chance to match an offer. Like you better just, uh, you've got the ability to pay me whatever you want in theory. And- oh, DeMarcus, don't, don't, don't be moody like that. That's so out of character for you. Okay. How uh, about 370? Because we really want you back. Well, can you do a uh, – I mean, that that's just not that good of an offer for me. I would be 30 at the end of that. The non-guarantee is pretty rough. If you could give me three for 70 with a player option on the last year, I would do that. No, we, we can't do that because we can't just keep you for two years and, and then have you, like, leave at a time that's going to make it so Anthony Davis is going to want out. Like, no, we can't do that. Oh, well, I was, I was thinking if he wanted out, that I could just leave too. Uh, <laughs> you know what? No, I, I want to see what else is out there first. Uh, but uh, you know, just just pretend right now that I'm like mulling over your offer. I'm not rejecting it, New Orleans. I told you I'm okay, not well, coming back, and, and I'm and I'm not talking to anyone else. I'm just mulling it over right now. <laughs> uh, but uh, Dallas, you know, uh, I, I meant so much to me when you put my brother Jaleel on your summer league team. Uh, you know, we'd had some little, you know, little birds whispering in my ear that maybe a max offer for you guys might be available before I hurt myself. Uh, you know, I understand that maybe the, the market's not there for me quite at the max, but, you know, now that you got Luka Doncic, I mean, look at what an offensive powerhouse we could have with me, Dennis Smith, Luka Doncic, and, you know, just an awesome locker room as well uh, with those three guys. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, we've gone through this experience of trying to have a player come back from an Achilles injury once before with Wesley Matthews, even when we signed as a free agent. And we're not really gung-ho about doing it again, I'm afraid. So no offer at all, Dallas? No offer. That's bad. 
anybody else out there interested in uh, DeMarcus Cousins? Wizards here. Uh, you know, we'd like to re- reunite you with John Wall. John Wall wants an athletic big man. Uh, you f- at least used to fit the profile. Maybe you still will. And we think the Pelicans are so desperate for a small forward that a sign and trade revolving around Otto Porter could work. Well, what kind of contract would you offer me before we we take it to them? So, uh, you know, we have similar thoughts to the Pelicans. I'm not sure why. We just happen to value you similarly. It's almost as if we're run by the same person. But something like three years, 70 million. I don't know. Well, could you guarantee all that at least? Uh, no, that third year would be unguaranteed. Uh, but maybe to put us over the top because we are a little bit hungrier to win. Maybe uh, we do something like uh, fifth, like a five million guarantee on that last year. It's not very much. Any other suitors here? I mean, I still was hoping to do a little bit better than this in terms of. I mean, we're talking about what essentially like less than you know forty five million in guaranteed money. That's what we're talking about here. Clippers here. Oh, hey. Clippers here, we're not willing to go too far above that, and our deal would have to be contingent on Wait, on the DeAndre on on DeAndre Jordan being trade on on New Orleans wanting him. We would theoretically what we would do if you just didn't want to go there, we would give them DeAndre Jordan, and we would acquire you via sign and trade. So we were thinking something about two years, forty million would be fair, and then that would get well, it's you. Gotta, it's got to be three years in a sign and trade, right? Sure. So, but that, we can we can structure that last year in a way that it's that it, it's team friendly. So, yeah. But it would have forty million in guarantee. But you'd be in LA. You've wanted to be in LA before, and we're willing to roll the dice on that because we we would have, we could theoretically have space in twenty nineteen, and we don't know what's going on with Kawhi Leonard. But we we could also be a player in twenty twenty as well. So we think that could kind of work out. Hmm. But that would be, of course, contingent on the Pelicans being willing to take DeAndre Jordan. If they are not willing to do that, then we can't make a trade. Pelicans here, we don't think we're really interested in that. Uh, You know, we have this much more appealing offer from the Wizards. So, you know, we would rather keep DeMarcus or have Otto Porter. Uh, DeAndre Jordan just doesn't rate. So, Pels, uh, you would do that? uh, And Wizards, you'd be willing to give up Otto Porter for DeMarcus? Well, so we need to work on the exact structure of the trade. Uh, but both teams are definitely interested in something with that framework, absolutely. Well, uh, Danny, since you're not involved here, do you want to take over the Pels? I, I think De- DeMarcus would like to be in D.C. if he can, if that offer is really on the table. Uh, and it sounds like it's a little bit better than that Pels offer. Uh, so, yeah, let's. Uh, Danny, if you want to take over the Pels and see if you can work out a deal, that sounds uh, sounds good to me. I'd like to do that if I'm DeMarcus. So the starting salary is around twenty. Am I understanding that correctly? Well, so it'd be it'd be, four, it'd be about twenty-one. Yeah, three for seventy with five percent raises. So 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 the big concern the big concern here is that is that Washington will be hard capped. So we have to make sure that it that it fits within within that because acquiring a, a player via sign and trade subject to the hard cap, we should be able to make that happen because Porter makes more than Demarcus Cousins would. So we, but that I just wanted to note that to the Pelicans, or to note that to both teams that that's just kind of a constraint here. Well, do, do the Pels really even want Otto Porter at twenty six, twenty and twenty seven, and then a player option for twenty eight next year? Can they fit that in with their tax issues? So the Pelicans are also maybe in the process of this to facilitate getting a player to the Wizards they couldn't get otherwise, uh, unloading some salary. 
although we do run into the hard cap constraint. So maybe we need to find a third team to take a, a Solomon Hill type player uh, and then have the Wizards assume the cost, the sweetener for that team to take him. Well, it's starting to get pretty complicated here. I, I think maybe I'll just go back to New Orleans. Uh, th- that seems that seems like it's easier. You know, I I don't want to be. I'm languishing out there for a long time. I don't want to just be like stuck here. You're trying to find another team. It just it seems like it's too much. Uh, I, I think I'll, I'll just stay in New Orleans, and if I don't like it, I can always request a trade. Fantastic. Happy to have you back. So that's three for 70, third year, totally non-guaranteed. That leaves the Pelicans 1.5 million below the tax line, assuming they stretch Alexi Ajinsa uh, with 11 players on the roster. Can I make a proposal? Maybe if, maybe real quick, maybe if the Pelicans would have, if they weren't running nine other teams, would have structured that just to be just a little bit lower to be able to fill out that roster. But, yeah, what <laughs> well, you could always, if you want to move Nikola Mirotich, I'm guessing, speaking for a couple of my teams, we would have some interest. So well, uh, I think we want I'll, to keep I'll, him. I'll tell you what, Pels. Uh, Actually, I, w- I was counting Rondo's cap hold in there. That, that Rondo's oh, okay. 3.9 million was in there, too. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Pels. I, I could start a little bit lower. And uh, if you want to either, you know, guarantee some more of that third year or, or even just Give me a player option on that third year. Well, no, it's not going to be a player option. Uh, but maybe depending on talks with Rondo, we would like you to stay a little bit lower and we'd guarantee a little bit into that third year. Well, uh, you know, it's really it's tough for me to say as Rondo whether I'm going to come back just for that 120% of what I made last year, that $3.9 million. It's a really thin point guard market right now, and I think I really rehabbed my value uh, on a playoff team. You may have noticed I was having like 15 assist games, 20 assist games (laughs) in the playoffs. And those assist numbers are entirely representative of my value on both ends, in fact. So I think I can do better than that 3.9 million. I I can't commit as of this time uh, to New Orleans just for that 3.9 million, which I assume is, uh, I mean, I guess you could break into your mid-level and offer a little more. Well, how about how about this, Demarcus? Like, why don't we have this three seventy locked up, and we know you want Rondo back. So, when when we get to Rondo, when he's really ready to explore the market, depending on what we need to bring him back, if we need to do something with you to re, like, we won't sign it yet, and then we can figure out the exact parameters later. Well, if you want that flexibility, you need to just offer to guarantee more for me right now. No, no. Then we'll just we'll just do it, and we'll figure out Rondo later. Maybe we lose him. We still have Drew Holiday who can play point guard. If we if we're forced to pick between you and Rondo, we are picking Demarcus Cousins. Okay, that's uh, let's just stick with that then. Sounds good. So I have a proposal. So either we can do the Trevor Reza bloodbath now, or since this is an unusual circumstance and Dallas is just the market power among the remaining centers, we can either do Reza or Dallas can pick whatever center they seem to care the most about and just start there. I think that's a good idea, Denny, uh, as, as the player agent. Um, yeah. And uh, New Orleans, are you guys going to stretch uh, Alexia Jinsa right now? Or are you just going to, you're going to hold on to him and see if you can move him later? Maybe. Yeah, we'll wait on that. Okay. All right. Mavericks here. Uh, Montrez Harrell, we'd like to call you back. We expressed our interest earlier, and we would like to make you a three-year, $20 million offer sheet front-loaded so it started about $7 million this season. Uh, 
well, so I mean, you realize that I can't sign. You know, this isn't going to get resolved until probably like June twelfth or whatever after the Clippers do whatever. Like you know, the Otto Porter Wizards like physical bullshit. The Clippers um, will take a maximum amount of time. That's fine. You're but, number one. You're our number one priority, and we're not really interested in any of the veteran centers on the market. I mean, they don't make sense for a team whose best players are Dennis Smith, who's 20 or 21 and Luka Doncic who's 19 we need to build around younger talents and players who are better values than an overpriced center who isn't that much better than Montrezl Harrell yeah I mean I guess uh, who else is left here on the center market you got Brooke Lopez Greg Monroe Derek Favors <laughs> Dwight, Howard, Dwight Howard actually could be available he's he's going to get bought out by the Nets very shortly here Dwight Howard Wizards can remain here. available don't don't forget about Marcin Gortat <laughs> I mean, we're happy to take Marcin Gortat. If we make this deal, I mean, either way, since we're not interested in the veteran centers in the market, we're going to have a bunch of cap space left to take on contracts, and, and Marcin might fit into that picture. Well, I think if you if what you're saying then, Dallas, I'm really glad that you're willing to make that that offer sheet, um, and certainly I, I would sign that uh, as Montreal Harrell, so I, just with the uh, or Montrez Harrell, I should say. So, uh, I mean, this is the rare time, I guess, when a restricted free agent gets an offer sheet this early. But, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to sign it. But, Dallas, now your cap space is going to be tied up there for a while. I mean, you still got some left. But uh, how much of that space is, is going to be tied up now while uh, we wait until the entire rest of the show while uh, the Clippers decide whether to match or not? Uh, $7 million, which leaves us with about $15 million. I thought it was, you were front-loading it. Yeah, three years 20 million oh, right. okay. it is about 10 yeah. million gotcha okay um yeah the 15 million for a second okay well let's uh let's mark that down i'm at least going to get paid that much that's uh that's fantastic i would love to be your starting center for <laughs> that much money uh you and uh me and dwight powell will have a ton of size at the center position <laughs> uh all right i think it is time for the trevor Ariza bloodbath here i mean he is uh probably the top remaining free agent on the market at this point um so let's uh, let's do it here uh houston you know i would love to stay you've got full bird rights on me it's just tillman for Tita's money what i'm looking for is the andre guadala contract from last year three years 48 million hmm. i mean we were thinking of a starting offer around three years and 30 million which is three million better than you could do with another team using the non-tax mid-level exception, we're, we're not sure if anyone is willing to use cap space. You know, if the market is quite the same, a number of teams are willing to offer Iguodala bigger deals than that. Uh, the Sacramento Kings are willing to use their cap space in order to give Trevor Reza an offer. At least we we are offering to Trevor Reza privately that he can, he can say that he has an offer from us. It might not be binding until we talk actual terms, but he's willing to use us as leverage. Wow, the oh. Sacramento leverage is strike again. <laughs> and uh, we need a small forward. So we are, I mean, we are, you know. Yeah. And and at this point, I mean, there's enough between Philly, between like the Lakers still have a crap load of space left. Like I could probably get an offer for close to the max this year for one year. That would be uh, maybe not my max. My max would be 35, but I bet you I could get close to like one year and 30 million somewhere. So if you're offering me three years, 30 million, uh, it's not going to cut it, Houston. All right, what about three years, 45 million? Uh, rather than 48? Um, yes. I mean, you just, especially since you got rid of P.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon, you got no way to replace him. Like, you you just, like, do you really want me to get out there? Like, the Sixers have money, the Lakers, that's my hometown team. Like, I, I think I'm offering you a discount. I've got you over a barrel 
you just signed LeBron James. You're telling me that you didn't tell LeBron that you're going to re-sign me no matter what the cost to get me here? Like, you, you, all you'll have is the mini mid-level to replace me. It's just not going to cut it. All right, what if we added a fourth year partially guaranteed so you got more guaranteed money, but it starts a little lower for, you know, our tax bill purposes? So it would be like the fourth year would be maybe like $5 million guaranteed. So we're up to like – we're up to $50 million guaranteed uh, on, on a four-year $60 million deal. Yeah, that's a great – that's a great structure. Okay, we'll do that. At age 33, I think uh, get, getting paid – that much by the time I'm like 35, 36 is, uh, would be pretty good. The Warriors are deeply disappointed. He was not willing to take like a $15 million pay cut to join us. <laughs> Classic Warriors. Yeah. And, and I assume you will be starting me absolutely as low as possible for this year. Yes, we will. Which comes in a little less than 14 million. All right. Trevor Ariza, four years, 60 million last year, only 5 million guaranteed. Wait, did you say sixty? I thought it was four fifty. No, the, no, it's four sixty. Yeah, okay, four sixty, but only fifty million of it is guaranteed. By the way, we're, we've now we're now going to wave and stretch Ryan Anderson, and our tax bill is currently about eighty million. <laughs> now, now that he's been waved and stretched, yes, that's well, with that. Don't you have those... one? Don't you have one more first round pick that you could trade under the Stepien rule to <laughs> to get off? Try to get off of Anderson, maybe. I mean, you Some might actually, swaps. you might actually consider. I guess you just you got to get the salary down low at this point. Like you just, how much would the tax bill have been just from uh, signing Ariza to that and not stretching Anderson? Like, what is your savings from stretching Anderson? Uh, it's larger than my tax bill calculation in my spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> I broke it. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, yeah that 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 would not be good. Uh. All right, well, Tre- Trevor Reza is happy to stick around. It's going to be a championship contender. It's going to be a nasty team. Um, and I uh, can't wait to see who Houston gets with their uh, full mini mid-level that they promised LeBron they were going to use. Wait, did we do that? Uh, yeah, he said you'd, you'd go to uh, any means necessary. And, and we also have zero depth whatsoever on this team, as, as you may have noticed. That is, that is accurate. Uh, but we'll see. We'll, 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 we'll have to see what's out there. Uh, let's go to J.J. Redick now. Paul George, not available. Sixers, it looks like your cap space dreams uh, are over for this year. What kind of an offer are you willing to, to give to me to stick around? I, I really enjoy being there, I, and uh, I assume that something along the lines of what I, I made last year would be available? Yeah, I mean, that that's pretty much the terms. We're not looking to do a multi-year contract unless it's at a substantially lower number just because we do have those free agency dreams in future years. It doesn't look like it's happening this year because Paul George makes bad decisions. But we have so we have 26 million in space. We also want to plus the room mid-level. We also want to note to you that if you want it that any amount less that you take we will throw that straight into other players to make the team better. We are not going to ask you to do it. So we were thinking one year, 20 million, but if you want to take less or even make it contingent based on who we can get for that money, basically kind of treat it like we have another, you know, maybe, maybe somewhere like we would cut it all the way down to like maybe 16 if we got the right guy, but we think 20 is a good place to just kind of have it for now. And then if we got the right guy, we could go beyond that. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're bringing me back, you might as well just stay over the cap and use the full mid-level 
um for and just you can just pay me up yeah. to 27.6 million which is the 100 well we're, we're not we're not looking to pay you 27.6 million Why but we, what does it matter i mean i i could still go out on the market and try and find something else too you could I but mean, we it's think, only a one-year deal we're talking we think, about okay let's go to 22 for let's go to 22 for now and maybe maybe if we don't end up getting somebody good for the mid-level we can talk about it but we expect to use it 22 is we think 22 is more than fair well uh, i'll tell you what sixers I, I, winning is really important to me. I'd be willing to go down to 20 if you commit to moving on from Jared Bayless and then using his money to get better this year as well. So that would still give you, what, that would give you about $14 million or so to go out still in the market uh, this year? Well, so what but, we will, But if, well, you're, if well, you're not going to move on from Bayless, then, you know, I think you should just uh, pay me as much as you can. So it doesn't matter at that. What we will what we will promise you that we will consider is we will go we are willing to spend up to that if we find the right player, but we are not going to trade Bayless right now because we don't think there are many fourteen million dollar players left. So if we have the opportunity, but we think we we're not anticipating it. And we also, again, full amount, don't want to do it. I've said twenty two, that's the number I want to hold to. Well but I think we're on the same let me make you a deal then, all right? If you find someone that's really like that awesome. I, I will agree to stick around regardless. So you find someone that's really that awesome and you're willing to move Bayless, I'll take the 20. Otherwise, just pay me the 27.6 because it, it, and there's no opportunity cost for you at this point. You just use the full mid-level anyway. And so you, you can agree to pay me more you know, for willing to, being willing to play ball here with your greater aspiration. Fine. I'm such a good force in, in your culture, too. So. And it's good to have another – it's good to have a podcaster in there. It keeps, it keeps us relatable. <laughs> I will continue with some of these starter level wings here with Contavious Caldwell Pope at 25 Lakers. I mean, you still have what 48 million in space to work with here. You know, I, I really enjoyed my time there. I, I would be interested in a long term deal in LA. Um, you don't have anybody at shooting guard, there's not really anybody on the market that you could get. Uh, you know, you still, it would be nice to play ball with me. LeBron signing a one plus one in Houston. He could be available next summer. We could do the same thing again next summer. What kind of offer are you guys willing to make here at Lakers? I mean, we'd like to do another one year deal. Um, would you be willing to run it back at the same price? One year, 18 million? Looking to see where else I could potentially go. Is anyone else interested in KCP at this point? Uh, clarifying question. Yes. Are teams outside the state of California legally allowed to be interested? <laughs> yes, that is uh, that 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 uh that is over now. I, I have not uh, and it ended in December. Thank you very much. My house arrest. Okay, thank you for thank you for clarifying. None of my teams outside of California are interested anyway. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, if I have no other offers, I, be I guess I better just go back for the same thing, Lakers. All right, sounds good. Literally no other offers for. Uh, well, I mean, the Nets would have been theoretically interested, but we're down to seven million in space, and so we don't think we could do anything with seven million that you'd be interested in. No, that that is true. Um, and my teams are generally looking more for three defenders than two defenders, so that was yeah. an issue. Well, called the, well, the Warriors will offer you the mid-level exception if you want it. Yeah, no, that, that's not going to cut it. I'm still pretty early on in my career here. Uh, all right, how about uh, Avery Bradley at, at age 27? Totally healthy now after hernia surgery that wrecked uh, uh, my season last year. But, I mean, remember how highly regarded I am. You need someone who can get over a screen 
who can defend all these great point guards, hit a shot, average uh, 19.7 points per game on uh, very, very efficient jump shooting from the perimeter. Uh, the Warriors will note at the beginning that we will offer you the mid-level exception, and I know that does sound low to you now, but we'll see where it goes. We assume you would want probably a one-year deal to get back on the market. Th- that being the taxpayer mid-level, I assume? Yes, that is all we have. Wow, no one else is interested in him, huh? Philly, you're not you're not interested? What about this, like, Jared Bayless getting moved thing? Well, see, the problem here for Philadelphia is that if we if we commit to you now for a, a one for a one year contract, we're giving up real assets, presumably, to move Jared Bayless. We assume that's not going to be just somebody doing it out of the goodness of their heart. And making that sort of a sacrifice for a rental doesn't really doesn't really make a ton of sense for us. We're I, I think we could kind of come in at something like we can offer the full mid level, which is still which is still a lot of money. We could even maybe do a multi, you know, like maybe some sort of structure on a second year there. But beyond that, it doesn't really make a ton of sense for us. But we would love to have you. Clippers, you guys traded for me. You're not willing to make an offer? Well, what are you thinking for an offer? I mean, we're not we're not going into like the 10 million range, but I mean, we could the the problem for us as the Clippers is that we have, you know, we want to stay under the tax this year. We don't really have a ton of movable salary. We're of course, we're fully anticipating matching on Montrez Harrell in like a month and a half. Um, but we're only 5.6 million below the tax. So, we we would like to have you back. But we don't. We're trying to figure out what a number would be. So like, we could try to do it at like eight million or so, and then for or like, let's say seven, and then we can try to squeeze out a couple million from somewhere else. But that's going to be hard to do. So like, let's say let's say six and a half for now, and then we could figure it out from there. Oof. So n- nobody else for Avery Bradley even willing to beat one year six million. The Lakers would beat that. We could yeah. do like one year eight million. Oh yeah. Where do I sign up? <laughs> um warriors would you give me a one plus one for the uh the mini mid level we would give you a one plus one but we would do like your teammate milos Tedosic and not fully guarantee the second year we could make it like two million guaranteed but then you would at least have that money if we decided we didn't want to bring you back spurs here are you more interested in total guaranteed money or like salary on a one-year deal or what well it appears that i'm quite the distressed asset at the moment i mean we would do something like two years 10 is that more appealing 10 million total so you're looking at one year six right well no, i mean i got basically like one year uh with about seven and a half million guaranteed from the warriors and at least i'd be on the warriors so what if we did 214 could you make that a one plus one because that's kind of what i got from the warriors right now and, and that's a better uh, well, place to be. Well, if we do it, uh, yeah, okay, sure. Huh, that is a tough decision. What's my role going to be in San Antonio? I, I, to be honest, I hadn't really thought much about going there. Kawhi Leonard's going to be there, right? He's under contract. Uh, you know, we we could use another perimeter defender. Uh, you know, we we can play a lot of different types of lineups. Sometimes, you know, we can be defense first with you and Dejounte Murray. Sometimes we can mix and match with some more offensive-minded guys like. Tony Parker, Patty Mills, Manu Ginobili. Like, we want to have that versatility in our backcourt to play different ways. And you know, you know, we rest everybody. There's always a lot of minutes to go around. We're, we're looking out for your long-term health. Look at Rudy Gay. He came to San Antonio uh, coming off injury and really bounced back in our system. Warriors, what's my role going to be there? So you will be an integral part of our rotation. We honestly... Well, you might. I mean, you could start some games in the regular season, but in the playoffs, you would be 
in the mix as our kind of sixth man because remember Andre Goodall will move into the starting lineup then. So we would guess that you would play 20 to 25 minutes a game in the playoffs, defending whoever you can defend and getting you'll get more open shots than you've ever had in your career. I will also note the Timberwolves here that we will make you basically the same offer as the Clippers one year, you know, about six and a half million. We can do that under our tax bill and we'd be happy to bring you into. Can I start for you guys, Timberwolves? We can't promise that. But if Andrew Wiggins disappoints during the year, maybe maybe there could be an opportunity. But we can't right. we cannot promise that. Why don't you just play Jimmy Butler at the four? We're, we'll consider it. But we Taj Gibson really did bring something for us, so we we would like to keep him in the starting lineup if possible. But you would play. I mean, you would play a, ser- a serious role for us. You'd be basically our only perimeter depth guy, other than Tyus Jones, who is unhappy. Yeah, I don't know if I'm not going to start. Then I don't want to risk being a bench guy under Tibbs. Nobody else uh, available with uh, full mid-level, huh? Um, any Knicks, you guys? Uh, well, I mean, that's not going to be enough money to really be interesting. Um, Suns, you guys are supposed to get better this year. What about you guys? Yeah, we're not looking at shooting guards. We've got Devin Booker there, so we're good. Utah, no interest? Yeah, kind of a little bit of a... I don't know if we want to have you handling the ball, like next to Donovan Mitchell. Or exactly, nah, nah. All right, well, I, I'm going to... Yeah, I guess it's got to be the Warriors then. I'll do that. I'll do that same that that Milos Teodosic uh, structure. So we just we have it be non guaranteed this year, but the guarantee date is like a day after I sign, and then uh, the second year could be a player option and be non guaranteed as well with uh, two million guaranteed. So yeah, I guess I'm gonna do that. Wow, what a coup for the Warriors and the rest of the league. Hey, you guys want to be pissed off about the Warriors getting me? You had your chances. Nobody else wanted to pay, pony up any kind of money. That's not going to stop people from being upset anyway. <laughs> wow. Rough market for straight two guards at this point. Um, I think Thaddeus Young might be ahead of Derek Favors uh, on the big man market. Why don't we go with him? He opted out uh, of $13 million this year. So clearly there must be something pretty good out there for me. Uh, who wants Thaddeus Young? Phoenix, you're, uh, according to an article, you're in the the – Market for a stretch four, uh, and uh, actually someone who can play some defense. I am both of those things. Yeah, we also are in the market for a point guard, though, and we only have about fourteen million in space. So, you know, at this point, we're we're really more focused on the point guard. Uh, Utah, how about you guys? How much space do you have? I'd be a much better fit there than Derek Favors going forward. Um, I mean, on paper, yes, but Derek Favors has you know developed a chemistry to minimize the fit concerns. Uh, you know, I think we would be more interested in trying to keep Derek Favors on a one-year contract. If you're interested in a one-year contract, uh, but we're guessing if you opted out of that salary, that it's not a good match. Hmm. It's really nobody is interested in Thaddeus Young. That probably wasn't a very good decision to opt out, apparently. How about Indiana? Can we just, can I just go back there? Yeah, we're looking to get younger at the position now. So <laughs> if you want to come back to this later, well, know, maybe Thaddeus Young shouldn't make a decision now. And we should talk about some other guys. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thaddeus Young will uh, table him and, and maybe we can go to Derek Favors now, unless nobody is interested in him as well. And, and we can get to the, why don't you just tell me the name of the <laughs> uh, portion of, of the program here. So maybe we should just do that because uh, so, some of these guys, it appears like these, these teams have uh, different priorities in mind maybe than uh, the player agents did. So um, why don't we just go to the uh, the Ron Robin here. We'll, we'll start with uh, 
Oh, let's start with KP here. You still got Dallas with 15 million in space. They seem like the team with the most space that's trying to win. I guess the Lakers are still out there. Philly is still out there. Um, Philly is really, I mean, I guess they, they, with Reddick though. So they've, a lot of that's been yeah. taken up. Basically, we have the room mid level, though we could, or I mean, sorry, we have the taxpayer, the non taxpayer mid level, but we could yeah. theoretically clear 14. I'm just not sure there's the right guy. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Dallas, I think you're really kind of in control of the board here. I mean, Dallas is at this point, we're looking to use the rest of our cap space to facilitate uh, trades. So, but by, I mean, you, you can, you can pick somebody with another team too, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, Indiana would like to, uh, to, uh, call up Aaron Gordon. Uh, how much space do you have, Indiana? Indiana has 33 million. Orlando wants to note our, our resistance to this sort of we, that we are willing to match on an Aaron Gordon deal. Um, yeah. Indiana, what did you guys do with Al Jefferson? Did you wave and stretch him? We did, in fact, do that, yes. All right. Well, I, I guess uh, I'm uh, I'm willing to listen as uh, Aaron Gordon. I mean, this is crazy that these teams are all just waiting for uh, the restricted free agent market. There's so many guys out here that's still waiting, but these uh, maybe these will just be the biggest contracts. So uh, what do you got for me, India? All right, let's start with a uh, four-year offer starting at $20 million, which would come to $86 million total over those four years. Well, if you really want to get me, I think you're probably going to have to do more than that because it, the Magic, they started at what if, uh, five years, $85 million. So, I, I, I mean, I, I, want to, I want to get out of Orlando. Yeah, what if we can facilitate you getting out of Orlando? Oh, you mean in a sign-in trade? Yes, we, we believe that's a possibility. Yeah, you know, maybe it is. Uh Sacramento here, we only have 18.3 million and we did just sign our small forward of the future or we draft our small forward of the future in Marvin Bagley, but I guess we could sign another <laughs> small forward in you. So <laughs> So but we have 18 we have 18.3 million and we'd be happy to uh, we'd be happy to offer that if that helps you at all. Well, I'll tell you what, Indiana, could you so you're starting at twenty million, and it ends up being four for eighty-six. Yes, is the total. Anybody else out there uh, for Aaron Gordon? Be interested. Uh, sec- obviously, Indiana is much better, and I, I have. I assume I would start obviously in Indiana. That's the plan. At the four. I mean, Dallas would have some interest, but we only have sixteen million to offer with a Harrell contract on on the books right now. Yeah, I mean, and what would my role be there? You got Harrison Barnes already. Um, that's a great question. Play, playing the four. And then Phoenix also, you know, only about $14 million in space. Another team that would have interest. But uh, or, or Orlando, in this case, would have to be take, willing to take some salary back and assign and trade. And I don't think they'd be willing to do that. I mean, well, we'd, li- we'd listen, certainly. Yeah. Well, well why don't you, uh, you know, I think, I think Indiana would definitely be where I'd like to be. Uh, you know, it's a, an up-and-coming team, to be sure. LeBron James is in the other conference now. I don't have to guard him anymore. So, uh, yeah, that that would be great, but see, maybe see if you can work it out rather than because uh, I, I am kind of scared they're going to match it. Well, it turns I, out I was thinking I, I was thinking if it's just going to be a straight offer sheet, it's got to be more than that. It, it turns out we've done some negotiations with Orlando previously, and they have agreed to uh, to do a sign and trade. Uh, we will send. Uh, our 2018 first round or 2019 first round pick protected one through 14 in 2019 and 2020, which becomes a 2020 second rounder, if not previously conveyed, as well as Ike Anagbogo and Alex Poitras to Orlando for Aaron Gordon. Who is Orlando again? 
Me. Danny. Okay. No, that sounds good. I mean, especially to, to actually get that money and be somewhere that wants me and I don't have another player at my position. That sounds fantastic. And so now that Orlando Magic have 16.6 million in space and we will be interested in some some things going on, but not really in Avery Bradley or any of that kind of stuff. So we've been Orlando had been thinking about this in case you had the in case Indiana did end up with the best offer for Gordon. But so we're going to be in the mix now. Yeah. And then uh, so Pacers, you guys have uh, about 12 million in space remaining now. Let's see here. Uh, I have uh, 14.4 million in space. Okay. Oh, yeah, because you got rid of uh, any Bogu and uh, Poitras. Correct. Very well. Okay, well, one guy got paid at least. <laughs> uh, so let's just do a quick rundown right now of just how much space is left uh, across the league. Um, we've got Atlanta still. Uh, what do you guys have? You haven't done anything yet. Uh, Hawks have about 22 million, but we aren't trying to win right now. Um, okay. Who else has space? And we should probably even say which teams have, even have space for the, uh, the full mid, the full mid level as well. Okay. So of my oh. teams, I'll go through all mine quickly. So the Kings have 18 magic have 17 Minnesota could do a full mid level. Charlotte could do a full mid level, like so full meaning non-taxpayer non-taxpayer mid-level and the Sixers could do a non-taxpayer mid-level among my teams Chicago has 25 million for for using for trades Dallas also looking to make trades 16 million Indiana has 14 million the Lakers still have 30 million well, that might not be right is that right no you got to put in the Randall cap hold as well uh you yeah, know that's got that's with the Randall cap hold oh it is okay yeah what are we missing? yeah um I'm I, I'm not sure. Oh no, we're we're missing that. Uh, it got updated to 25. It should still be the same as his cap hold because we're yep. that's what we're operating under right now. Okay. Phoenix still has 14 million, and let's see. I don't. Uh, New York, I guess, has the full tax pyramid level. I believe it's the only one of my teams, or full non-tax tax pyramid level, I should say. The Hawks have about 22 million in space. The Jazz have about 18 million, or at least could get there pretty easily. And the Spurs could use their full non-taxpayer mid-level exceptions. All right, so Lakers, you have the most space remaining as of now. Where do you want to go next? Let's go Isaiah Thomas. We thought you actually added, you know, we thought you added something to our team last year. We think that you're probably looking for a one-year deal similar to we are because you'd like to rebuild your value and get back into free agency next summer. So uh, let's start at uh, one year. Let's start at one year, six million with options or with uh, incentives that could push that up to, let's say that'd be approximately seven million. Well, this is my suggestion. I thought that I was listening to this podcast a little earlier and was thinking that, you know, about six million would be good, but that if I do come back and play the whole season and I'm really healthy, that I could offer you a lot more value than that. So I, I was looking back to an, an analog of another really good player who was injured, Andrew Bynum, back in 2014, where he got $6 million kind of just as a base, and then but had $12 million overall, but that second $6 million was non-guaranteed as of the league-wide cut down date and so that way if i don't work out you can move on for me but if i do then i can actually get paid a reasonable amount 
uh, this season for 12 man. I think if I'm healthy, I'm easily worth that, especially on a one year deal. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, we'd hate to move on, have to move on from you mid season. If, you know, for example, you, you know, we thought that you were providing something useful in our locker room, but maybe weren't contributing on the court. So that's why we prefer to avoid that structure. Yeah. Well, what I'm uh, secretly thinking is as long as I'm contributing something, you're not going to be close to the tax or anything. So you might as well just rather than waive me, you would end up just paying me that other six million, even if I wasn't worth the whole 12 million. So uh, that's, that's kind of what I'm looking for at this point. I do think that there are teams out there that need some scoring that need some point guard play that might be willing to offer me pretty close to the full mid-level. Are, are there other teams that would be interested in, in me? Uh, Isaiah Thomas, uh, again, do it, maybe it's the, the full mid-level guaranteed or anything like that. Orlando here, you are not our priority among point guards, but if you're willing to hang on a little bit, we can see what happens with a couple other guys. Yeah, I think I will. I mean, one, one year, six million. I think that's, that's going to be there for me. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And if it, and if it's not, I'd rather just go to the best situation. I mean, Lakers, I'm not going to start for you guys, right? Uh, no, not likely. Yeah. So I, I think I, that's not enough unless you want to really increase your offer Lakers. Maybe I'm just not at the, at the apex here. Um, uh, Orlando, Lakers, can we, yeah. can we make, can we, can we have a conversation then? Orlando, we would like yeah. to talk to Fred Van Vliet. Man, the restricted guys are just really awesome right now. Uh, they're younger. We're not looking yeah. for, we're not looking for a guy who's, yeah. Yeah. The, the other, teams. the other thing here going on here is that, you know, there's a lot of restricted free agents on teams with tax issues. Mm-hmm. So they seem more gettable than in years That's past. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, so, Fred, what we're thinking about, and of course you can solicit other offers, what we're thinking about is a deal for three years and $24 million, but we would front load that contract and make the last year lightly guaranteed. So maybe the last year is a third guaranteed. So just in case it's not working out, but it would be front loaded. So you would have most of your money already handled. So you wouldn't, it wouldn't be that much of a financial risk for you. Sun's here. Yes. Uh, we're looking to offer you a three-year, $36 million deal. So that would, uh, again, be subject to the Arenas provision, in your case, would pay you uh, year by year $8.6 million, $9 million, and then $18.4 million. It would jump to that in the third and final year, 2020-21. That sounds great. Uh, I'm going to sign that, and uh, Toronto, see whether they're going to match it or not. And I'm going to start for you guys, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Not only are you going to start, we think you're going to lead us to the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so how, how do we want to handle this with Toronto now? Are they? Is there any chance they're going to match it at all? Do they want to try and get off us some money? Should we be trying to do the get off us some money portion right now? Well, or, or a question with that is, does that affect their decision? Or do they need to, or will they just make the decision after that? Yeah, it'll affect our decision. Uh, so it, it's starting at the non-taxpayer MLE, correct? At the taxpayer MLE. Yeah, or, and you would have the option of averaging it, out the years, which like the, no, you only can uh, average out the years if you're if you under the cap. Place. Yeah. No, I'm talking. Can't Toronto do it? Toronto no, no. can average. They oh, you're right. Have, they would have had to have had the cap space for the first year hit. Oh, that's right. I'd forgotten about that. Phoenix, we will have the option of whether we want to average it or not. Yeah, I'm not. hmm. There's not a very good way to create enough space under the tax to match this. 
and be under the tax. Could, uh, I don't know. You're a 59 win team. Maybe you could, uh, you know, pay the tax. Hmm. But are you really going to want to pay this what much a money stra- for a backup point guard? What a strange idea. Pay the tax. I had not considered that one. Um, is there anybody or, out there? Or just get who, off of money later, too. Is there anybody out there who is interested in Serge Ibaka or Jonas Valanciunas? It depends what kind of picks you're offering. We would maybe do a protected first rounder, similar to what we did with Damari Carroll. And is it the time? Is it time to just do the auction right now for the Hawks and the Bulls? Well, so we do. You know, we do have three days as the Raptors to figure this out for Van Vliet. So it's not. We don't need to do it this second or anything. But if we wanted to, we could. This is also contingent on: Is there a team that just wants Norman Powell who would just take him? Yeah, I mean Powell's remaining contract because it's the value of that extension. It's uh, four years, forty-two million. That's a lot. Maybe somebody who would take him with a second rounder. Hey, question: What day is it now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's pretty late. It's probably like July fourth or fifth or something. Okay, because I have Joey and Finney Smith non guaranteed to July fifth, and I might cut him now to because uh, Dallas would be interested in Jonas Valanciunas in a pick. We actually think he makes a lot of sense for us, especially now that we're hearing rumblings the Clippers might match this Montrezl Harrell deal. Can the Clippers afford that under the tax? I, I, I'm just saying they they floated that out there. I'm not, we don't. If it, that's fine, if they don't, then we'd love to have both Jonas and Montrezl Harrell. Hmm. Well, well, Kevin, as the Orlando Magic and as a team that could value length, and also the Sacramento Kings, you you can also feel confident in Dorian Finney-Smith. We will just take him on if you need to to make that money work. All right, that's great to know. Okay, so let's do that as Sacramento. It makes more sense for them. I just want to make sure I have it exactly right. What is the starting salary for Van Vliet in the offer sheet? Well, you would, you would, you would probably want to maintain the arena structure. Again, it wouldn't have a choice. Again, eight, yeah, eight right. point Sorry. eight million five hundred sixty-seven thousand seven hundred seventy. Okay. So my concern is, if I trade Val Valanciunas, I'm not sure that alone would get me far enough under the tax, and I think I still need to figure out something with Powell. And so if nobody is interested in Powell, just dumping Valanciunas becomes less appealing. So nobody with Powell for Powell with a second rounder. Sacramento is is not interesting just because the four year term on that is, is really long. Well, I, I think this is a good time to just figure out who's going to have some space. I mean, this is this is there's a lot of free agents still left uh, on the board. Uh, you know, Dallas, I guess, is willing to take on some bad money, uh, especially since they're out that first round pick going forward. Atlanta, Chicago, maybe Sacramento. Uh, I mean, I think you guys should just auction off your space to the extent that you want to. And you also see that there are pretty good values to be had here among these free agents. Uh, as the player agent, I'm certainly desperately hoping that uh, something can be done here because so many of these teams are just totally impacted. And then all these cheapskates at the bottom of the market aren't willing to sign anybody. So it, it would make sense to just to try to align those incentives a little bit more. Give the teams that are trying to win some room. Nate, do you want to take over Chicago, given that Denver and Chicago is a pretty likely pairing, and I have both of those teams? I would love to take over Chicago. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> and, and, and I'll tell you guys, first of all, don't even bother coming to us with your second rounders, uh, because A, we don't value them, and B, we've extensively scouted 
the 2019 through 2025 <laughs> drafts and have determined that there's nobody worthwhile past 30 in any of those drafts. <laughs> so this is going to be me versus you, Nate, as I'm the Hawks, you're the Bulls, and whoever will take the well, Dan- take yeah, Danny's Danny's got Orlando. He's got and Sacramento. I've got the Kings. Mm, okay, I and, guess Orlando uh, does have and, room and now. KP KP has got Dallas, although it sounds like he might be a little bit more looking to take us on. So uh, I'll just g- generally say here. Rule of thumb, every $20 million in bad salary equals a first-round pick that doesn't suck, essentially. Like, that's that's what I'm starting the bidding at here for this space. I know there are a lot of teams trying to get off of money. You know, so if you're talking about a Jan Mahimi or an Evan Turner or something like that, one first-round pick will not be enough there. But I do have some players that I could send back to. We just got Wendell Carter. We could send out Robin Lopez as well you know he he can actually play he can help somebody potentially all right let's start with denver because i feel like we have the most that we're trying to get off of for 2018-19 because we would ideally like to trade both kenneth freed and darrell arthur in this deal and that's combined a little over 21 million so atlanta and chicago are the only teams who can take that on right now we're willing to offer Next year's first round pick, top 10 protected, but it's only for next year. If that pick doesn't convey, it becomes the most favorable of our in Washington's second rounders next year. And then our second round pick in 2020. Uh, if you will take on both Kenneth Freed and Darrell Arthur. Just straight up into space this year. Uh, yeah, because we, we need to clear as much you know tax room as possible. We're trying to get all the way under the tax, preferably. Okay, so tell me again the pick real quickly. So it's this year's first round pick, top ten protected. If it doesn't convey, becomes second rounders in 2019 and 2020. But we expect that you know we anticipate being a playoff team next year. Uh, if not, you know we'll probably be close enough that it'll be outside the top ten. We think you're getting this pick next year. Well, that's ridiculous to only that. That's just not going to cut it. Anybody else got a better offer here to just to have it the potential of not even getting one first round pick for sure. But you have the potential of getting a pick 11 through 14. I mean, that's a really good first round pick, way better than what Chicago forgot for taking on, you know, what, uh, 14 million of Omer Ashik plus giving up Nikola Miritich. Yeah, well, that was just because we had to move Miritich and there was no other way to do it. Now I think the market is a lot better. Uh, all right, I mean, I'll keep that offer in mind if you're not willing to, to uh, sweeten it. I mean, the other thing we'd be willing to do is the same deal with Fareed, but then the protection slides to top 14. You only get it if we make the playoffs. All right, well, who else is trying to get off of money here? And you can make that same offer to the Hawks if you want, Denver, see if they'll take it. Hawks here, no. no. (laughs) Yeah. You guys think it's that likely that Nuggets pick is in the top 10 next year? It's just you as as an There's so much downside risk. Yeah, you I can't I, take that risk of looking stupid, especially the Bulls. There, really... I'm, I'm also concerned of the Nuggets making a big surge forward and that pick being too too far into the twenties to be to be worth it. I'm I'm less concerned about that. It's both. I am less concerned about that also, but it's both. All right, well, we don't have to get off the salary today. Well, what other teams? <laughs> let, let's let's have a larger conversation well, here yeah, about I mean, what you other... might you might have to because you know for us with the Bulls with the. Uh, Zach Levine's cap hold, you know, this is burning a hole in our pockets here. I mean, it's just uh, we we're either going to sign somebody or we'll take on dead money from someone else. I mean, you're not going to find someone who's just going to take on 13 million or or 
20 million in dead salary at the trade deadline and just not even send anything back. If you want to get completely off of this money, now is the time. Okay. Well, no one else seems to be offering anything for your, so, your cap space at this point. So, so Nate, maybe it makes sense for you also to take the Hawks. And if it comes to like, you know, we can maybe just flip a coin of which team makes the trade because they're basically in the same boat. Uh, and then I can get be a little more comfortable to talking with as some of my teams. Yeah. So, so we'll, so we all act as sellers and you represent the buyers. Yeah. Outstanding. Let's do that. Uh, Pelicans here. If unloading Solomon Hill plus a protected first rounder can get us back Rajan Rondo uh, at a reasonable salary and give us some breathing room to fill out our roster, we would like to do that. Uh, you know, some some type of lot, maybe like lottery protected for a couple of years, then converts to two second rounders. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, I think New Orleans could very easily like be in the lottery in some of these years you know i'm not they, they granted they got to the second round but they made the playoffs by what one game last year so i, I mean like you you're just all of you guys you're gonna have to suck it up and actually give me a pick that is going to have reduced protections to where it's going to convey at some point as a first rounder there's just if there's any possibility that it becomes second rounders we're just not doing it then you're not going to get anything. Nobody else is offering you more than this. You're acting like you have leverage you don't have. What about Toronto? Toronto is in there. Washington is trying to get off of money. But they're not trying to get off as much money. The other thing I think that probably should be taken into effect here, and this is me talking more as an, as, as an analyst than as the uh, Nuggets, is a lot of these teams are going to want to use their cap space next year. They're not going to want to take on two-year deals. I think it's going to be much more attractive for these teams to take on one-year deals. That may not be as true with Atlanta. They're you know, seeming to have the longest view in the room. But Chicago, I think, views themselves as a free agent destination in 2019. Now, probably wrongly so, but I think that's how they view themselves. <laughs> well, I'll have a quick negotiation along these lines. Uh, so I'm going to be the, the magic or theoretically the kings here. Nick's, how desperate are you to get off of Noah's last year or the whole thing? Uh, I mean, we're interested in getting in, but we're really targeting 2020 for our cap space more than 2019 at this point. Okay. So as Orlando, if we were theoretically to offer you something involving, let's say Terrence Ross and Noah, what would you, what would you think is the draft pick competition? Could we get like a first and then something of value for that? Or is that, is that not, is that too much for you to give up? Yeah, I mean, our first round picks, I mean, realistically, we've been in the lottery for several years here. I, well, what, I if, what how... if we start, what if we don't make it so it's not your 2019 pick, it's your 2020 pick, a year that Porzingis will hopefully be healthy. So no 2019 element at all. I mean, I think we'd rather make that decision next summer than make it now. Okay. okay. Uh, hey, Magic, Wizards and Raptors here. Uh, okay. And we know we're looking for a center. Or did I say magic? Excuse me. I mean Mavericks. We'll find that. Uh, we have Gortat. <laughs> we have, <laughs> have Valentunas. Like, which of those? Those are players who can actually play and help you in a year that you probably won't have your first round pick. Like, and we understand Valentunas' contract is longer, but he's also better. Like, which of those guys would you rather just have? Who's going to require less uh, additional compensation? Uh, I would say Gortat because of the fact that we are looking to use our cap space in, in the summer of 2019. Is is there something we could work out for? You know, I mean, he's an expiring contract. He, he's a starting caliber center, like a couple second rounder or something like that. What if you gave us 
your first round pick and we gave you a couple second round picks and you can lottery protect that if you want. Yeah, that seems to be within the range of what we would do. Uh, so let's say lottery protected this year and next year and then becomes our 2022 and 2023 second rounder if not conveyed. And, and then what second rounders would you send us? If it's going to be that, then can we just send you our next year second round pick? Send us yours next year and Miami's uh, or and Miami's 2023 second rounder. All right, deal. All right. Okay, so what is that again here? Wow, I can't believe actually someone agreed on something. So Gortat plus the Wizards lottery protected first rounder this year and next to Dallas. Dallas's second round pick next year. Plus, uh, although I see Dallas, did you already trade your second rounder? Next it's year? uh it's top fifty five protected. Yeah. Oh, okay, so we'll take the rest of that. Uh, and Miami's twenty twenty three second rounder to the Wizards, and that potentially puts the Wizards within striking now. No, probably by the time they fill out their roster, they're not going to use any of the mid level exception. So Washington, does that mean that you are for at least for the time being, you're keeping Yamahimi? Yeah, we just figured it would be too prohibitive to dump him. So we'd rather dump Gortat and ride it out with Mahimi. Okay. All right. Sadly, mercifully, that will conclude part one of the mock-off season. A rough one for me as the player agent, and it's only going to get worse. can see how much worse in part two. We'll talk to you all then.